Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Welcome to Fighting in the War Room, number 300. 300! By, by number only. Uh, right. I'm Dave Gonzalez, and I'm here with your normal co-hosts. Uh, let's do a round robin. Who do I have here on this very special Fighting in the War Room episode? So you already heard from Matt Patches. Well, they did, that could have been you. I, I, I realize... This is this is David. Like I realize, I should ask a question. I should have asked before we started recording. Literally at any point in the last three weeks that we had this idea, uh, and not just the second when it occurred to me. But I know we're putting the audio from this episode into our podcast feed. Are we going to make the video somehow available? Absolutely not. You're, okay, you're yeah. also you're way ahead of the premise. We haven't even introduced okay. ourselves. Well, I just I, I hadn't to heard of the answer to that the question to know how. To sit in my chair, oh, Jesus, uh, how is... close to speak to the mic, Last, brush my the classic fighting in the world right here. We're doing like old radio. Uh, we're doing AM radio. Here. We're going to take your calls uh, while we're recording this on a Monday night. We kind of promoted it in a very short span of time. So we'll see who shows up. It's going to be interesting. We'll probably reminisce about when did we start this podcast? 10 years ago? 10 Eight years ago. Five years ago. Kino 10 years ago. Are we yeah. allowed to say that? Okay. Yes. Four children ago. We don't know who's going to call in. We may have we may have uh, told a few people to call in. Some we fan favorites. We tried to stack the deck with some friends in case yeah. somebody called. But for this three hundred directors episode, of the film Capone, <laughs> <laughs> we have twenty people waiting okay. in the waiting room. No. Uh, so we are going to get right to the calls. And the first person oh who's going to come on is a, a longtime listener, someone who I know is a little nervous to be on the podcast, but I think we're very happy to have him. Uh, uh, he'll tell you who he is. Let's see if he comes on the podcast. <laughs> is it gonna Let's work? see if this is system it gonna works. Work? Hey. Kevin, can you hear online. us? Yes. Oh my God. Hey. Hi. Hey. Kevin. <laughs> long, long, long time listener, Kevin. There you're on no Fighting other, in the War Room. No other guest we could have to begin this absurd 300 episode. Kevin, where are you right now? Uh, I am in, in, yes, I'm in my apartment living in Tallahassee, Florida, a, uh, a hot zone of, of joy right now. <laughs> hot zone as in they're reopening the state and you're partying like mad. Yep. Yes, we're all on the beaches every weekend. Um, <laughs> technically, I still have to go to work, but Margarita's on Friday nights. Hot zone of joy, I think, was the sequel to the beloved book, Hot Zone. <laughs> didn't get quite the same traction. Wait, what do you what do? You do? What's your job? So, and what's making you go there? We don't want to dox it, but be, no, I, I am deliberately trying to dox him. <laughs> Getting in the way, but sure. No, I'm a I'm a teller. Uh, I think legally, per their rules, I have to disclose I work at Wells Fargo. Mm. So I have to. I, ha- I have feelings about that, is what I can say. But you make they, it rain uh, for people. Yes, yes. Um, we're drive through only right now, thankfully, which is uh, a nice little bonus. Um, so really, I just have to worry about my coworkers and hope that they are doing what they should. Do, really do a lot of potential for drama. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's most everyone is kind of taking it seriously and, and doing what they should. And we're all washing our hands and wearing masks and dealing with the occasional angry person who can't do their deposit in the in the lobby for some reason. <laughs> sure. That's awesome. sure. Kevin, 
you you are a movie person. I know this because I follow you on Twitter because you have been such an avid listener to the podcast. I'm very yeah. eager to know what you are watching and you go to the movies a lot. So I know this moment is hard. This moment of time is difficult for you. But what, what, how did you come up with this podcast? Like what, why are you listening to, to this podcast and how, how did you get into movies? What, what's wrong with you generally? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's weird when people talk about, um, like, oh, the first movie I saw in a movie theater, I don't really remember. I, I, I do know that I did not want to go see Armageddon. Um, I was throwing a fit about this, and my father had to carry me out of the theater because I was sobbing way too hard because Bruce Willis gave up his life for animal crackers. Wow. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, I was born in 92. I came out, what, 97, 98? 98. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of a lot for a six-year-old. Yeah, um, and it still is. I can't watch that movie. Uh, it tears me up for some reason. I mean, you knew at an early age the uh, auteurship of Michael Bay. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. Are you the only person that cries at the montages in Armageddon? Oh, I no. I bet right. if, if I could ever get my wife to watch it, I think she would lose it too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Affleck cries during the montage. I saw That's Armageddon <laughs> in Stanford, Connecticut. Uh, I was 13 years old, and I did the thing where – I was on a date and I yawned and put my arm around the girl I was with. And she like so mercilessly <laughs> nagged me outside when it was over for that. <laughs> I still hold Bruce Willis accountable. And you married her actually. I, yeah, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I do still know her. She has two lovely kids. <laughs> they are not mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, you know, I was going to clarify. <laughs> she has two of my lovely kids. Yes. They two of the brood. Great. The uh, uh, Criterion, I think Armageddon is on Criterion. Um, yeah, David, it was. You know this better than I do. And uh, the head of my film studies department, Janine Basinger, wrote the introduction for it. I think she already had by the time I was there. This is a backhanded way of admitting that you and Michael Bay went to the same school. We did. He <laughs> helped build the film study center that opened near when I graduated. Um, but that was kind of a famously controversial move. I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen all of Armageddon in a really long Wait, time. But there are other movies in Armageddon. I want to hear about Kevin. From. So, <laughs> and what, you know, Armageddon, clearly not your favorite, but what sort of things fit the bill for you? What are your favorite um, movies in recent years? In recent years, um, oh, good Lord. It's one of those things, like, when you're trying to find something to watch and then somebody says, like, hey, what are we doing? Uh, oh, yeah, tell yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things that stuck out... Uh, because everybody's been talking about Fury Road recently, and deservedly so. But one something that's up there for me was uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, oh, yeah. um, which just, especially watching that multiple times as listening to the podcast that McQuarrie did um, with Empire, where he just broke down making you know, that. I'm fighting in the war right now. You're plugging another podcast. Game? Come on, <laughs> what are you doing? Fairness, <laughs> that podcast is significantly better than ours. What about when McQuarrie came on fighting the war? It's not as good as the Billy. We must have lost that episode. When we quoted him. Uh, wait, then we just got, everyone has to take a shot. We just got our first Billions podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff, a lot of like the year end award stuff. Um, we're seeing Parasite and Bong Joon-ho um, get off the critical acclaim last year was something that like, I've gotten to where I don't really watch sports at all anymore. And, when the Oscars were on, you would have thought I was watching some national championship or something with the way I was yelling. I thought Jane we were gonna Fonda go holding that envelope and going silent just oh, long yeah. enough so that you knew something good was going to happen. 
And it wasn't another La La Land debacle or something like that. <laughs> no, Jane Fonda doesn't mess with that. No, Warren Beatty was muttering La La Land to himself during that announcement. <laughs> was that the last Confirmed. good thing that happened? Oh, yeah. Okay. That was eight <laughs> years ago, so I don't really remember. I mean, that's been the weird... I think about this all the time of how glad I am the Oscars happen. I'm sure I've talked about this on the show. Oh, absolutely. Especially because March was this year long endeavor and then mm-hmm. April zoomed by. And mm-hmm. then now May is this weird limbo for me um, where we're, we're sort of going fast. And then I think, Oh, that was like uh, five years ago that mm-hmm. April happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find that? So, so, I mean, I think everyone in this podcast is very fortunate right now to still be employed, knock on wood, uh, at the time of this recording anyway. Um, but do you find that uh, the the cycle of work and then having no sort of release because you nothing else is open and you have to go straight home and there isn't much of like a valve maybe beyond the movies has been uh, difficult for you? Or are you hanging in there? Are the movies keeping you sane? So like that's so weird... It's a weird thing because the way they have us is sort of like a nursing schedule where we're a week on and a week off. Mm. So this week I'm on call and then next week I'll be working six days. So I'm in this weird place where like not a lot has changed for me, but everything has changed for me. And so I still have like those little bits of human interaction, but then I can like this week, like I I caught um, spaceship earth yesterday and it's, it's, I've now, I have a little more time than I used to. And I can actually sort of unwind a little bit and then get back into it and then unwind with some other documentary or something. That's a good idea. Doc, like a documentary way to remove yourself from reality. I feel like the only podcasts I want to listen to right now are like educational, like history podcasts. I, mean, I need like facts from a world that is not ours for some reason. How about fighting in the war? Yes. <laughs> facts, documentaries. Many facts and on this if podcast. I'm remembering correctly and I may not be. Uh, Kevin, you once wrote extensively about the LCD sound system documentary, Shut Up and Play the Hits. Did you not? I did. You are I that did. Kevin. Uh, yeah, Kevin, uh, Kevin is an LCD sound system super fan, or at least was, I assume still is. Oh yeah. But, but, and wrote, uh, wrote a, a long piece about his trip to the final concert at Madison Square Garden that was featured in the great concert doc, Shut Up and Play the Hits. And Kevin, uh, did you find yourself in the movie? I've I've tried multiple times and I can't quite stop the frame in the perfect place with the perfect lighting. <laughs> it's a good excuse to watch it again. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh well Kevin, thank you for coming on the podcast. We, we have to, to let you go. There's an unexpectedly large amount of people waiting in our <laughs> waiting room. But uh you've we been such an amazing be yeah. You've yeah. been such an amazing supporter over the years. We really appreciate it. Let's bring somebody else on. Let's see if anyone's ready. Uh, no one's expecting to be Are called like on here. Are you like drunk with power right now? Oh, I'm this? feeling drunk. About- Hi. Hello? No, oh, we're connecting the, the audio. audio. Connecting to the audio here. This oh, I is like an initiation we, this, process. This, this yeah, listener has a portrait. Yeah, no, it's the portrait of a lady on fire shot. Please. It's oh. V.E. Beach. Parker, right, you're on uh, Fighting uh, in the War Room. How are you? I'm doing good. Can you hear us? Welcome to the show. Where are you? You're on the beach from a romantic French film. Um, yeah, it's, it's a leftover. I'm a, I'm a film student. So I've been having to zoom into a lot of my classes. So I wanted Please to show my bona fides. you've had that background every time you zoomed into one of your, one of your classes. It's intermittently swapped off with a uh, Nancy Myers's kitchen. Yes. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yes. Wait, the actual Nancy Myers kitchen, not one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
The greatest gift she's given the world in quarantine is the picture of that kitchen. Where Where do you go to school? What are you doing? What are you, Why are you phoning um, in? Well, I know why you're phoning in. Yeah, I don't. Um, I go to, there's a thing happening. I uh, I go to school in New York. Uh, I go to Sarah Lawrence, okay. and I'm uh, back in Maine, uh, just uh, like lasting out the final bits of snowfall and uh, trying to get to summer. You're in Cabot Cove. You're solving some mysteries, <laughs> yeah. Jessica. And oh my God! The typical uh, behavior. I I can't remember. I don't. I don't. I think Sarah Lawrence rejected me. I mean, I certainly know I didn't get in. I just can't remember if I applied. But I remember that Alex Mack went to Sarah Lawrence, and that was a big plus. The girl me. who turns into goo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only. So I think I, I may I, have felt compelled to apply. I accidentally took over what I thought was just a Sarah Lawrence party DJ booth, and it turns out it was a girls' specific birthday party and i had just walked in and been like this playlist sucks and she had like planned the playlist that was, was like i think the, the last time i was on the sarah lawrence campus was it like in the basement of like a very weird old building mm-hmm. yes yeah, it was in the basement yeah, of a very weird got, old building that was parker's party you asshole <laughs> <laughs> that place yeah. just got shut down because of a health code violation sarah lawrence Ooh. is in a time of change yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. this is in a time of change if Wait, I so how are you liking things there um, it, it was great until coronavirus hit. Actually, it's uh, <laughs> sure. very yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you going to graduate? What what year are you? Um, well, I was going to graduate uh, next year because, like, I was like a three year accelerated course sort of thing. But uh, who knows what's going to happen now? I'm not going to take an online class or course like course load next semester. Yeah. that's like kind yeah, of the deal. that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe so not. is everyone you know just like completely confused about what to do? Because I've thought a lot about how oh, glad yeah. I am I'm not in school right now for how uncertain <laughs> things are. So I definitely have I feel for you guys. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of my friends are international, so they they've just like fled the country and said, you know what, I'm not coming back to America. I'm like staying in Peru. I'm staying in Spain. I'm staying in all these places. And the one friend I've got in New York is just like, I don't know what we're gonna do, man. You know, They're probably humble better brag off. about such an eclectic group of cool friends <laughs> around the world. <laughs> college i miss it Park, parker how did you discover this podcast you obviously are a fan of movies how why are you why are you watching movies go out and live no i'm <laughs> joking um what 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 brought you to us um specifically your guys's podcast um i i didn't always go to sarah lawrence um as being in maine it's went like to high school I, yeah um i went to the university of maine which is like a long ways away from where i am so two hour commutes going both way and where the university is it's like barren wasteland middle of nowhere so just driving two hours back and forth many times a week it's uh and you can't watch any quibbies because both of your hands are on the wheel they're too quick of bites (laughs) we're no quibbies back then quibbies too radical technology that's right that's basically it i got i got to you guys from like blank check and uh yeah yeah no it's a great podcast i love it what what is do you have a a go-to movie what is your favorite movie of the of the last year the last five years last 10 years is there something we've talked on this podcast that made you think i don't even know what what what's movies to you so basically um like you guys like uh prompted like asking questions and and um and a question that's been rattling around my head a lot for many people Specifically, you guys, because you all went to film school one way or another. Yeah, like no, at least half going to. I have to check my privilege after that one. But yeah. I graduated and dropped out of film school. <laughs> so yes, please go on. Um, basically, uh, like mine was Birdman when I was like thirteen, which is like 
you know, I, I know Birdman isn't, it's, it's like a think piece generator of a film, but like, it's, uh, I don't know. I, it was like a film that I thought like, oh, I could make that as a 13 year old. These are the thoughts that I'm feeling at 13. Damn. You, is- you, you are walking like a modern museum of art and seeing splatter paintings and being like, I, I'm a kid and I can do <laughs> I, that. I took that as a savage in your retu burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what as a 13 year old oh, one show, cut I yeah i can roll no well, no but I, th- I think i see what you mean it's like the movie you saw where you're like you made you think about movies as not just something that entertains you but like something that is made deliberately and like it, it, it like radicalized you to think about how films are made i've also always been kind of anxious about cutting and and changes of uh, of coverage so i thought oh i can just keep the camera on the entire time easy <laughs> <laughs> do you so, do you study film now do you want to oh, make Films? Is that what you're here to do? A bit of column A, a bit of column B. I want to make like just like rom coms because like Netflix just like buys them by the truckload now. So I'm like, oh, my favorite genre. Let's just try to make those. What is your favorite rom com? It's got to be a Nancy Myers. When Harry Met Sally. I do love something's got to give though. You can't go wrong with When Harry Met Sally. When someone tells you they want to spend the rest of your life with you, you want to start the rest of your life as soon as you can. Right. This where you're supposed to just go paprikash. Chicken. Wait, waiter. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> that is a line from that movie. <laughs> that is a line from that movie. <laughs> Do you think uh, that uh, men and women can be friends? I've actually been arguing a lot with uh, because, like, the political correctness may, might have like trashed when Harry met Sally a little bit. And being like in one of the most liberal campuses in like the world with Sarah Lawrence, a lot of my friends are just like that. That movie is sexist. It says men and women can't be friends. And I thought, well, I thought it said that they could be friends and sometimes I can make a beautiful romance. Yeah. Who knows? That is a, that's sweet. That's sweet. All I want to be is a shabbily bobbly gobbly goo. We're connecting Ooh. to the audio of a this man with a hat. Is, he's wearing a hat that says hat on it. I love it. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Are you, are, can you hear us? I can, yeah. All right. You're wearing a hat. It says hat. Yeah. Where are yeah. you? Are you in Arizona? Because you have a uh, taped out uh, outline of something that looks like Arizona behind you. I am in Arizona, yeah. Hey. Uh, that was very perceptive. Good geography. I'm a regular Jessica Fletcher. As I said. Make sure everything was well labeled so you guys... Would understand what's going on. Yeah, no, instantly I've got I've got a whole visual story from you. A lot of context clues in this Zoom call, but our audience can't see. But I'm painting a picture here. Jeff with uh, one F. You don't get you don't get that every day. You don't get totally. efficient yeah. with his Fs. Yeah, Jeff, yeah. how did you wind up calling into Fighting in the War Room? What happened to you? I mean, I listened to you guys' podcast, and so I heard about it from that, obviously. Um, I finally wrote my review, which, uh, David, you read last week. All right. Uh, very, very embarrassed about my spelling mistake. <laughs> oh, David, David this is what you deserve. That. You deserve yeah, you know, yeah. Look into the face of the people you hurt. <laughs> it really, it really is difficult to, to see the psychological trauma. <laughs> I, I typed, I typed the whole review into Grammarly because I wanted to make sure everything was damn. right. Oh. No. Yeah. Damn was the word I got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then didn't type the um, title, of course. So that turned out with Goog instead of good. Yeah. Very, uh, uh, very difficult word to spell. Well, so uh, you know, we, we forgive you. 
<laughs> yeah, this is you're the hero in this. This is your redemption arc. Yeah, Dave, and you yeah, fought yeah. fought back David with hat in Arizona. And I'm currently wearing a hat that says hat, but it's misspelled. So. Yeah, <laughs> three teeth on it. Well, Jeff, I, I don't know if your uh, love for movies brought you here, but do you do you have any movie takes for us? Do you have any movie thoughts? Do you have any fighting yeah. worm thoughts? I have I have a hot take that yes. I feel like I hear on a lot of movie podcasts, but I think you guys bring it up more than anyone else. And it's this love of watching movies on TV, yes. or watching movies on cable. And it's something that I I don't understand as someone who <laughs> like I had TV as a child and a teenager um, at my parents' house, but since being an adult, I just have like netflix amazon or like rent okay jeff a very important question how old are you how old are you when did you come of age so i'm 29 you're 29 now so you're not you're not that much younger than we are but i wonder if that's an important age gap so when when you so you don't have cable now you're just uh, a cord cutter you're just on streaming services and whatnot yeah okay uh yeah i mean i i think do you okay? Question: When you go on Netflix or Criterion Channel, whatever, do you have trouble picking what to watch, or do you just like zoom in on something and go for it? Yeah, sure. I identify with that problem of like spending more time looking for something or trying to decide than um, like actually watching the movie. So, I mean, I get that as an argument. Um, I guess well, I just don't understand, like it's, how it's, how would you like surrender. <laughs> choice it's like being carried down a river it's like you like you're like oh i'm gonna jump in the river right here at the the yeah cable is like tubing but it's also not i i want to stress it's not like a preference it's like if i had my druthers i would love to not pay my cable bill and just to be at peace with having streaming but like i have a deficiency i was conditioned to think this way (laughs) where i uh you know you should pity me more than anything else and i appreciate you're trying to understand my my problem here but um where like i need to see what part of titanic vh1 is on at a given moment (laughs) (laughs) and uh and then let that carry me or when the commercial breaks will come what will they interrupt what moment yeah. will be completely how many deflated hours have they been able to strike one film axe body spray and if you pull out your blu-ray of titanic and you like fast forward 45 minutes in you feel like an idiot because you're like i'm skipping a part of the movie that i also <laughs> like but if like vh1 made the choice for you you're like aha yes we'll well, i was just i was just talking about this like pluto tv i'm not i mean they're not sponsored oh my god they have just to be pluto tv a great service they're paying me on the back end uh like yeah. I, lo- I i flip it on and they're playing minority report i don't actually have that experience anywhere else anymore because i don't pay for cable but i was glad to just be told to watch minority report and then it segued directly into uh kurt vimmer's ultraviolet which is a fucking horrible disaster cartoon movie that i don't recall seeing at all it's just wow it is go go stream that movie on your own volition but i would never have voluntarily watched (laughs) 15, yeah, uh, 20 minutes of it. I want I want you to go to your computer, put on Forgetting Sarah Marshall at the 47-minute mark, <laughs> and then uh, watch it with one eye for the next 10 years of your life. And <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, I think that there's... I... I think that there is less um, need at this point to have, like, a cable outlet, especially uh, for movies, if you're around, like, our age, uh, because... Like, in terms of what's available now, like, what I always kind of forget until I sit back and think about, you know, how long we've all fucking been alive 
is that a lot of the television channels when cable was first starting just had to like fill content. So there'd be a chance that you would flip and randomly see like an awesome movie. Now I totally see where Jeff's coming from that like basically what we're looking for is a nostalgia hit, which we could get on a Russian roulette of a whole bunch of different other streaming sites. But I think the thing that, you know, motivates all of us and to maybe occasionally look for cable is there are definitely movies that I saw on cable first and then had to go back and investigate like what was that? Like you see like the end half of like they live and you're like, wait, the 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 glasses do what now? Like what the fuck was that? And then you go back and find the movie. I don't know if that happens in the age of like Harry Potter is on every channel every three months. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we're going back through our run of you know, back to the future or whatever. It's um, Harry Potter weekend. Every Harry weekend Potter weekend. On Disney God. Family. For 10 Jeff, years. L- let me ask you one question before we send you off. What if, yeah. because you, you go to Netflix and you watch your movie, you don't, you don't right. scroll. You just watch one. What's the movie people should go and watch right now. So they don't have to think they don't have to scroll. What's, what's your recommendation for people? Oh gosh. I mean, I don't know if this is on Netflix or anything, but I'll say, um, you've got mail. Oh yeah, shit. Good choice. Why, why is that movie so important to you? That's all. That's another just hot take I like to throw out that that you've got males better than Sleepless in Seattle. Ooh, so, yeah. Okay. I, I don't think that's a bad take. I but which <laughs> David just movie? settled in. Okay, oh, we don't have forty yeah. minutes to go through this. <laughs> I want to pick Jeff's brain. I want which movie has the crazier characters because everyone is a little demented in both of them. But I waffle between Meg Ryan in. Sleepless in Seattle versus everyone being sadistic. Only one of them has Victor Gerber crying over the Dirty Dozen. The other has David Hyde Pierce crying over the I mean, the simplest way to say it is that in You've Got Mail, they actually get to know each other Mm -hmm. throughout the movie with their online correspondence. In uh, Sleepless in Seattle, they literally don't have a conversation or see each other till the last five minutes. He sees her in the airport and gets super horny and follows her, and then they never actually... Yeah, totally cool do, thing to do. Okay, yeah. It's incredibly creepy, but they're destined to be together, so it's okay. Uh, sure, I, it's I guess it's like fairy tale logic. I get it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sleepless in Seattle, but I mean, just I'm a modern person. Like I don't have cable, and I use AOL. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I agree with you, and uh, I really appreciate you listening and calling in. And I'm so sorry for. Uh, Correcting your spelling. <laughs> <laughs> you. um, Pat Thank you, Jeff. For sure. It's very nice to see you. Uh, I'm just going to add that person at the top. For, uh, I wish safe. they could all chat with each other in this chat room. That Let's see like, how this like goes. Really they, would start, they would just start flaming us. We should probably have done this via YouTube <laughs> last very, next time. Very dangerous. I don't know how to do that. Hello? I think we have someone on the line. Hey, there we go. Hey. Welcome hey. to Fighting in the War Room. What's Sarah. Sarah. Hi, David. Hi. How are I'm, you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah? <laughs> Hanging where, in there? Where are you? Um, in the Bronx. Oh, nice. I've heard of it. Oh, we've had a Sarah Lawrence student. This is uh, so much oh, really? so northern very- New York City. I didn't realize we were so local. <laughs> yeah, no, we will find that people only listen to our podcast within a five-mile radius. Of- Sarah, how did you <laughs> wind up listening to Fighting the Worm? You must love movies. Do you like movies? I do like movies. Um, so um, I work at, a, at an art house in Westchester. Yeah, we know, we, we know one another. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey. I, people don't listen to this show unless they know one of us in real life. I think we'll <laughs> I, uh, that is not true. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You guys would know better than I do. Um, but yeah, I work at a place be. called the Jacob Burns Film Center. And so, are they uh, doing virtual cinema right now? We're doing virtual cinema right now. I actually just uh, moderated a Q&A for the booksellers. Oh, nice. Wow. What's that one? Yeah, plug um, it. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a documentary about um, antiquarian booksellers in New York and just kind of the changing the changing business. Um, so yeah, it was good. We had um, the owner of the local bookstore in Pleasantville, and then uh, one of the film subjects who is an antiquarian bookseller for the Q and A. So it was pretty cool. Sarah is, that all is over Zoom a, or something. I was because Sarah is a dedicated cinephile. I've seen her at all sorts of screenings. Uh, she's even sat through, I believe, some of the Q&As that I moderated and survived. But <laughs> I am I, worried, Sarah, about independent theaters like the Jacob Burns Film Center right now, which I know probably has a different financial structure than a lot of the art houses out there. But how are you guys doing? How is the virtual cinema helping the business? And it's, it might be a nonprofit. I'm not sure. You tell us. Um, yeah, well, we are a nonprofit. Um, I think that virtual cinema is sort of mainly valuable because it keeps us connected um with our folks with our members and um and the rest of our audience um it just kind of lets people know that you know our programming team is still doing what they do um that we're still thinking about them that we're still curating cinema for them um and people are really excited to like have an opportunity like that to still support us and actually um i spoke to a friend of mine in um in uh, Johnson City, uh, Tennessee today. And he was like, oh, I've been keeping up with you guys. And I am interested in that. We're showing a documentary, Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Um, So he was like, oh, I can rent like this movie from your virtual cinema. So I think it's sort of nice that it kind of like expands our potential audience to people who otherwise wouldn't be able to. People have a home team. (laughs) Yeah. There are no sports. Who gives a shit? And Pleasantville. No no shade to Pleasantville, which is, you know, as lovely as its name implies, but. Uh, It would not be the same without the Jacob Burns Film Center, which has been there for like 15 years or more now. Uh, Since 2000, I remember seeing Lumumba there in 2001, so longer than 15 years. Oh, so that's like when we first opened. Yeah. People going to keep going to movies? Oh, God. We can't open that can of worms. (laughs) Okay, Sarah. I want some optimism here. I know Sarah's optimistic. Sarah, Sarah, final word here. Final word here. Will there still be movies when this is all over? Final word. There will still be movies when this is over. I... I, David, I thought your article about like why people still will go to the movie theaters um, back when this first started was really great. Oh, thanks. Um, and so, you know, I mean, that gave us, I think, a lot of optimism. Um, so I, I hope so. You know, I think maybe it'll look a little different for a while, but people are still going to go to movies. going to attempt to bring on an actual caller uh zoom is capable of doing this oh hello hello you are on uh, fighting in the hello? war room oh cool i'm happy to be here who is it uh my name is brennan i'm a i work for a newspaper out in idaho what is a newspaper <laughs> <laughs> there's still a handful of them that exist <laughs> i didn't know that we we reached idaho this is very exciting this is yeah, amazing cool. we finally got out of the bubble What's yeah. happening in Idaho, yeah. Brennan? What what is going on in in the Idahoan world? 
Uh, well, we're in the first phase of reopening, so that's interesting. That's happening here uh, in North so Carolina, too. We'll the see first phase idea. is calling into podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> the first phase is Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. <laughs> the mummy. Yes, we're definitely in uh, the pre-Iron Man 3 phase of that. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Iron Man 2. I don't envy, yeah, I don't envy the Iron Man 2 part of this. Um, yeah. Brennan, so you're, you're on Fighting the Worm. You must like movies. Or yes, I do. And that is actually uh, something I wanted to ask about Please. if I got on. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been using a uh, free trial of Criterion channel for the past two weeks. And I'm going to be canceling it sometime on Tuesday. And I wanted to get some recommendations for you what I should see try to David's watch. Face. David's eyes just got so big when you said that. <laughs> Damn. Uh, oh, so what should you watch on the Criterion channel before you cancel it forever? What is, did you watch that you liked? Wait, wait hold, oh, that's a good question. But I also want to know, Brandon, just to set the stakes, is there a movie potentially good enough that it would convince you to re or continue <laughs> your subscription to the Criterion channel if we pick the right film? It's, I, I have no idea. It's definitely possible, but yeah, it, it's a little above the pay rate what I want to pay for sure. right now. Okay, so I, what's Katie's question? What What are some of your favorite movies that, that could help? Or that were on a Criterion uh, channel. Sure. Like, let's get the, the area. Yeah, so from the stuff I've seen so far, uh, I watched F of Fake and a couple other documentaries that I really liked. Uh, I watched The Fifi. Mm. Oh, uh, love that movie. Yes, and then there's another one from that director. I have a list somewhere that I can try to find. We've talked about F for Fake on this podcast sometime like a thousand years ago. Let's see if I can find it while we talk about this. Did you you like Rafifi, and would you be interested in another French noir or heist movie? Um, I did. I liked Rafifi, and the other one, I think, from the same director is... uh, the Naked City, which I also really like. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of like that kind of vibe. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I mean, Naked City is a little bit more noir. There's a, it's a little bit lighter, but there is a movie that I'm not going to be able to pronounce, so I'm going to Google it right now so I can give it my best shot. Um, in English, it was like The Finger Man. Uh, and I believe it's just Les Doulot. I, I, that's the guess I'm going to go with. But it's by Jean-Pierre Melville. It's called Les Doulot. It is a tight John Paul Belmondo starring uh, French heist movie from around the same time. And I thought it, it was as entertaining uh, as any of those movies. And unlike something like The Red Circle, it's not two hours and 40 minutes long. Um, oh, and so that could be a good, a good guess. I, it's, I don't know if it's going to be quite good enough to get you to pull the trigger on another month. But, uh, <laughs> Watch it before really your nervous. subscription ends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen like one of the, like, the great masterpieces of all time you know go to the art essential art house section of criterion channel and check out uh seven samurai or rules from the game rules of the game brennan i feel like you're trolling our podcast by asking david about criterion i know he did this the entire rest of the show we're we're really glad that you got on the podcast and uh but please tweet at us uh, at fighting in the room and let us know what you chose and yes, if please. it was enough to persuade you brennan please yeah i can definitely uh let you know about that
can't see us, but I was waving. All right, let's see if our we're gonna have a brief uh, celebrity. Wait, 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 wait. I think we need to. Oh, oh my oh, god! Oh, it's oh. a brief celebrity moment. This is not gonna last very long. We have What's up, guys? we have so many people on our call. Name we're gonna let the famous people in. Better than Josh Trank. It's hard wait, to wait. imagine. Wait, who? Who? who it's are Dan you? in real life. Okay, who is it? It's Mr. David Sims. How are oh you? Hey guys. Of the blank check. Thanks for letting me. How about this one? This one's wow. Thanks for coming on our. Someone has already brought up <laughs> Harry Met Sally. It on looks this like you're yeah. being served. Thanks for uh, coming Harry on Met Sally and uh, Ben Affleck have already come <laughs> up twice. <laughs> two different people. It's... Everybody get in your go fast boat. It's time for Crockett and Tubbs. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Oh, David, look at your hair. It's so <laughs> lustrous. Let's no no one listening this can see his giant gray hair standing up. <laughs> <laughs> David's hair is very big. David David's hair. Sims, you should come on this podcast. You should blow it up. Ask us a really provocative question. That's what you should be doing on this podcast. Or tell us. You're a uh, a provocative. I'm one of our most harrowing Wait, what are you guys talking about? We're we're bullshitting here. That's our 300th episode. Yeah. It is crazy. Not even by numbers. It's more than that. Yeah. And then there was Operation Kino before that. And one or two of them them were actually entertaining. But David, you've never, David Sims, you've never been on this podcast. That's not true. He has. I have. I have a couple times. I I mean, I'd love to be on it all the time. (laughs) He was in person on a wedding episode. Yeah. I remember that. No, he was a guest. He was a, both him and Griffin have been guests on. on Yes. Yes. Straight up guests. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, Hi guys. Yes, I've been listening to your show. I mean, I've probably talked about this on my podcast, like since before I like before knew who were friends any, with any of us, right? Yeah, we inspire like, podcasts that are better than ours. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's our, our primary kind of purpose. And, and make actual money. Yeah, Katie's right. progeny has been on your podcast. That's right. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that is true, and will be again. And yeah. I don't know. Let's Boy, get your progeny. Let's get all the progeny on. Oh, yeah. Asa definitely needs to make a blank check appearance, too. We're about to have another very special guest. Yeah. Hey, dude. What's up? (laughs) You can see this. This is audio. What do you... David's wife just popped in. David's wife. Patches has been doing the very good, like, DJ job tonight, and he's stressing out now that we're just, like, fucking around. I didn't didn't understand the Fundamental Appeal podcast until I was on my honeymoon with said wife, and we listened to a blank check in the (laughs) toilet somewhere. That's a terrible thing. Your you were on my podcast and you were like yeah i mean i don't really get these but whatever let me ask a blank check question the sure. other night i i watched uh, minority report i watched it on pluto tv has anyone listened to watch pluto tv you can I, watch I, just television and movies is. with commercials it's wonderful I, I refuse to engage with the pluto tv and imdb movies or whatever because like the no, ads, it's great because they're just crazy. playing movies you just turn it on and they're playing anyway i watched minority report great movie i don't remember what you guys said during the spielberg uh run that i'm now I love that movie. but uh minority report i think it's going to take on a whole new meeting in our surveillance state like it was a post 9 11 mm. movie it's going to be an iphone uh covid app movie thoughts yeah. david no definitely i mean it is uh no david Ehrlich's no not- no i'm just laughing because patches was essentially like all right uh sims relitigate minority report right now <laughs> I mean, you have two, you have two minutes make it fast. You have two i minutes. have always been a huge minority report fan because when i was a teenager i loved colin farrell and so like that was his big moment i love sci-fi i love right you know bill k you dick or when i was a teenager as if colin farrell isn't lurking on your zoom background i love him now i'm just saying like <laughs> even as a teen i stand stand yeah. whatever before stand uh, stand and stand um but um 
I love, I think all the, I, you know, Spielberg's whole rep is like a sappy filmmaker. And it's like, you know, did anyone else after 9-11, you know, have like a run that was like, I am going to deal with what has happened to our country. Like, Spielberg's the in, only in one who dealt with 9-11. I mean, the only one who'd made like five movies dealing with 9-11. Like, really Spike Lee did a couple. Who else? Yeah. You know? Oliver, Oliver Stone yeah, Oliver did a little Stone. film called World Trade Center yeah. that taught us how <laughs> to feel again. Uh, you know, some people really want us to do Oliver Stone, and I just... Uh, it no would be a you. lot. It would be a bit Oof. of a hit. Well, uh, I heard it here would, first. I, I would have to, like, torpedo that bracket. Uh, that yeah, right. there's <laughs> just oh, no man. way that the world could could take an oliver stone podcast right now i just All wanted right. to see how you guys are doing i wanted to say hi i it's appreciate it's good that. to have friends who I check love in you guys on us. exactly and i don't in. get to see you, you yeah, it's know? actually clearly time we do a full uh fit word blank check crossover episode because uh you know nobody's now that it. they're forced to allow for it's remote recording long. my time <laughs> is true. my time is here it's That's true. Sort We've of always like been doing like a, a Adult Swim show Super Bowl crossover episode where like one audience or one show is really benefiting. All right, Dave, we're going to let you go. We have yeah. fo- a bench 40 deep here. Let's There's so many dicks to suck. Checks. Uh, I'm sure we'll be connecting to audio for a second. So let's relitigate Minority Report in the yeah. uh, kind of uh, two minutes. I would enjoy rewatching Minority Report. I it has don't some know what good action TV scenes. is, and I don't know how to figure it out. It but. turns out it's a reflection. It looks a lot more like Hook, the movie, than I would have expected. I just always think of the Audi prototypes they made. What does it mean? It looks like Hook, the movie. What it's does that even shot mean? Shot on sound stages, and <laughs> and it has this kind of like old... like historically Hook, the movie. We just hey, had... we're connected to your audio. We just Here we go. Audio. Hello. Hello. Hi. I worked it out. Hi. It all worked out. You're uh, Eleanor. You're on the on the call. You're on yes. fighting in the war room. Welcome. Thank you. It's very nice to see you all. Where are you? Ever. <laughs> Where are you? I'm in Philadelphia. It's a wonderful town. I I I, I, I interesting it. movie. Proud Pennsylvanians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm not actually from here, but I have lived here for a decade. What's that? Where are you from? I'm from Berkeley, California. Hey, my wife is from Berkeley. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, what's her name? Did you go to Berkeley High? Elisa. <laughs> you, went, you went to Berkeley High, right? I did. Uh, wait, Eleanor, how old are you? I'm 35. I graduated in 03. She's 35, and she graduated in 03. You guys might have to take this offline. Yeah, (laughs) You are. Can I disclose my wife's name in the public forum? I mean, Uh, Her name is Elisa Mizono. Yeah. Why are you doing it? this test? I, don't know. <laughs> I gotta figure it out. I'm, hold on, let me just turn off the music over there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Someone on, who called in our podcast graduated from. Uh, this is a this is a thing that people are listening to. Yeah, right now. It's, oh, okay. Right, yeah. sorry, enough, enough no, people are not listening to it right now. We enough can... about my wife, Eleanor. Tell us about you. Okay. Um, well, I can relate it to you all, which is that I was listening to your show when it was um, Operation Kino. Yeah. Wow. Back in like 2011, 2010. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We're like right at the beginning. Years. We're that? old. We're, we're coming up on 10 years. So, yeah. Wow. Oh you have to be in your 30s to have been there at the beginning. You could tell from David's hair. Yeah. 
Yeah, only real <laughs> '90s kids remember what it was like listening to us trash X Men. We used class. to be on boomboxes. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, of course, everybody had a boombox. You had to download the CD. Yeah, you had to go buy it at Tower. Um, yeah, I mean, I think about the Soul Surfer episode a lot. Um, Everyone does. And you we say a lot. <laughs> well, uh, how many times today have you thought about the Soul Surfer episode? Well, twice, because one when I was thinking, thinking about coming on this, and then also now. <laughs> That's um, that's enough. Which is enough, and I actually haven't seen it. <laughs> Still, that's fine. I mean, I, I haven't either. It. But I think yeah. about how God sent that shark to test that little girl all the time. <laughs> right. Oh. oh, so Eleanor, you're a movie person. Yeah, yeah. I worked at a video store in Berkeley for seven years in my late teens and early mid twenties. It's a high quality education right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I'm that's jealous. pretty much my education. Yeah. The first half of that I was like really stoned a lot, so I don't remember a <laughs> ton of it. But then later on I got, you know, less stoned. Um yeah, and I've just loved them forever. I've loved your podcast for a long time. I, I think oftentimes about how the sort of like meta version of this podcast is that there's at least four different ways to watch movies. Like the fact that all four of you appreciate different things about the same movie or hate different things about the same movie is just always really fascinating. Cause it's like, I, and I kind of participate by myself at my house when I'm like listening or I'm like, I've got a separate opinion also to all four of you. Um, I love that. So there are at least five different ways. There's at least, <laughs> you're right. There's at least five. Um, I know. Cause similar to, I've never left of a review. Sorry. Mm. But I'm calling. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're making up for it now. Better. I'm making up for it now. I mean, I remember, so when you stopped do, being Operation Kino, I don't think you actually said that on the podcast. So I just thought you just disappeared for like six <laughs> oh, months. Oh, no. No, that that's valid. Yeah. yeah. That feels no. like a pretty big oversight that we, we weren't pro. <laughs> We're not pros. <laughs> We're not the best. Well, if you like, it's possible that one of you, one of you wrote it on something, but I'm not on Twitter or Facebook or yeah. any thing. You live in the best life. That sounds um, like what happened. <laughs> Eleanor, to, to, to give us a movie opinion. What, what is a movie that's stuck in the What's, what's in your, what would you be fighting about on, on fighting the worm if you were, if you were on the pinecast on the regs? Oh, God. Just blow it up. Um, what's a funny, what's a movie that everyone, that most people don't like that you hold near and dear to your heart? It's a little bit embarrassing. I mean, it's just, yeah. So this, mystery this man, mystery, oh. Man. Oh. the bowler, <laughs> the bowler is great. Something I, I do think alternate all, all the time is we've got a des- date with destiny tonight and it looks like she's ordered the lobster. remains funny it was funny then it's funny now do you think that mystery men should have been a part of the dark universe Uh, (laughs) oh i think mystery men is coming back as part of the dark universe hell yeah that's a hot take yes that's the that's the fighting of the war it does seem like the thing that's going to be bring back mystery men booted bring back smash mouth to score them again all star two Mystery oh, Man yeah. can come back as a Quibi, oh. and then <laughs> and then we can. Well, I saw back. Smash Mouth was on a commercial for like Progressive Auto Insurance or something, uh-huh. and it was just yeah. the saddest thing. Real nineties kids know. 
It's almost as sad as when I change my son's diaper and I sing, somebody once pooped in their pants, and it goes on from there. I have that is the whole song. Sad. Oh yeah, but that's for our uh, non-existent Patreon, the thousand yeah. dollars a year. <laughs> uh, well, Eleanor, thank you for jumping on the podcast. We have so many people, I can't believe it, but uh, I know we really appreciate you coming uh, on. Thank you so much for listening all these yes. years. Yeah, thank oh, you. Yeah, thanks for letting me participate even though you don't even know, but I am. And if we switch the name of the podcast again, we will we'll tell you. We'll definitely tell you this time. <laughs> yeah, just just say it at the end, because I also got nervous when you had the fake the fake out oh, a couple oh, weeks God. a few even, months Don't ago. even remind me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're doing it again. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm so sorry. Hello, you're on Fighting in the War Room. Hello. Hi, who's here? This is Neva in Nebraska. Neva in Nebraska? Neva in Nebraska. Where in Nebraska are you? I don't want to get too, like, big brother here, but where are we? <laughs> Give Nebraska us your exact big. address. <laughs> we'll come to you. I'm, uh, I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's the capital, and it's where, like, the university is and the football team. Everything. And mm-hmm. how, are, how are things going out in Nebraska right now? You got wide open space. Oh, um, but we also have like one of the governors who refused to shut down and was really proud of it. Ooh. And, and a lot of meatpacking plants. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Right. So. Colorado's <laughs> been so, having so. those meatpacking plant problems. <laughs> yeah. It's going, to, it's going okay. Yeah. Could, so yeah. you're saying it could be better. It could be better. It could be a little better. It, it could be better. Rachel, Rachel Maddow keeps talking about us, which seems bad. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a bad sign. The wrong you type of attention. Yeah. You don't want to be in the news. <laughs> it's true. No, she no. has a good point. Like Rachel Maddow does not devote twenty minutes a night to things that she just likes that are yeah. on her funny bone these days. So she's not John Krasinski doing the good the good news. Mm-hmm. Um Nilo, how did how did how did you wind up listening to this podcast? Why are you why are you calling in to fighting in the war room today? What what is your story here? I I don't remember how I started listening to you. It was a long Same. time ago. Um, <laughs> it's, I probably got to it through another podcast, through another podcast, through another podcast. Your whole family of podcasts is how I think of it. It is a family. <clears throat> like yeah. Vin Diesel and the Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Going back to a past quarter quell, I was wondering if any of you ever got around to watching part two of the Bahu Bali <laughs> movie. Yes, I'm enthusiastically <laughs> not. Not only did I watch part two, but I frequently go back, uh, like just randomly, will be like, "You remember that part in Bahu Bali?" And just like scroll back on my phone and show people, like the lady holding the baby above the water. That's or the, in the first one. No, 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 no. The second one has some some excellent fight scenes, and she comes back little... and holds another baby above the water. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a little less uh, Lord of the Ringsy uh, orc orc people are bad than the first one, I think. Uh, but no, yeah, I love the Bahu Balis. Now they're making an original series on Netflix. They're like making a TV show. Really? Yeah, it was big enough. Clearly, our our podcast about it. uh, We're breaking news here. It's it's uh, obviously a colossal hit uh, all over (laughs) the world, and Netflix is making an original series based on Bahu Bal. Wait, Neva, did you watch either part one and or part two? I watched both of them 
with a group of friends. Like I started to watch the first one and then got 10 minutes in and immediately called my friends and said, you need to come over here and watch this with me. <laughs> hey, Marvin. <And> <laughs> Listen to this. That's awesome. <laughs> and yeah. And so I watched both of them. I remember not enjoying the second one as much. Although I do remember the like weird dance number that takes place in like a, they, they weren't prostitutes, but they were close. Yes. Mm. I, there's also this weird effect where like ball, they, they like use men as catapults that they're like conjoined yes. catapults. There's a lot of weird stuff. When I say I liked the second one, I was, I think it's what it is. Like the first one is the perfect, like, you know, call your friends. You kind of get like a, complete story sort of thing from like the young baby thing up through it. The second was just sort of like, uh, I don't know, uh, multi it multiplies the insanity of it. Uh, I think in both positive and negative ways that it was very endearing to me. I like, I like, I like yeah. it as a piece. I think that I given, given a long enough period of time, it might pull even with the like Lord of the Rings special editions and things. I just revisit every once in a while to be like, remember that gigantic thing? <laughs> Cause it's just, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's cinema that's lying to you, even when it's doing something that's like weird and uh, maybe out of character with how you'd expect a plot to go on your Westernized thing. It's just everybody, they tried to do it and they tried to make it look, as good and po as possible, and uh, my heart goes out to both Bahubalis, and I hope the Netflix series does the exact same thing. Neva, we we have to let you go in a second, but are you often bringing people uh, into movies? Is that is that your role? Are you exposing people to the oddities of, of on Netflix and the other orbit? Yes, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> what, what's what was what was the last movie you watched with a group of friends before we all went to quarantine? Uh, a fairly big group of us all went to see Emma. That was the last movie I think any of us saw in theaters. Did what you like great it? Way to go so, yeah, oh. no, I, yeah, yeah, it was good. I had fun. We won't give up on you. Allison, are you oh on the call? Oh, my God. Yes. Hey! Yay! Yay! I to say also that I tried to join the Zoom a while ago, and I was just left hanging and then got very caught up in a text, me text message thread that now I'm, like, more interested in. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I hang I up we're... now, it's fair. You can do that. We just wanted to say hello. Thanks hello. for supporting yeah, us. Yeah. I, wish you, I wish you were still doing a podcast. Me can I just say, say that? I appreciate that. I want to. I wish I could still see your face uh, in the world. No, uh, sorry. although I did really it's enjoy. Over. It's over now. Sorry. <laughs> I did really enjoy the photos of your mom that you shared the other day. <laughs> was that for you public know, consumption? <laughs> no, she was just privately yeah. DMing oh, okay. me pictures of her mom uh, as she does on a. This is this is Vulture yeah, critic. Weird, Alice but these weeks were good. Go to her Twitter. Um. Yeah. Uh. I was looking back through that trip, which is like. 2009, I think. And it was like this really lovely trip. And I went back to Singapore like a year, before, like a year ago. And it was really just like filled with a lot more complicated family dynamics. And I was like, just going to skip those photos. <laughs> 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 Go back a decade ago. 
I remember following your trip to Singapore on social media and being extremely jealous for like getting to take a really long ass trip. I can't remember what was going on in my life, but it was, uh, it was envy inducing one way or another. She didn't have to do a single junket while she was there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Allison, (laughs) you, you watch a lot more movies than any of us, to be quite honest. Is there, do you have a recommendation for our audience? Why is that true? I just it is. We just have so much going on. I, I don't know. You were you're I better. Are you trying that. to say that Allison doesn't have a lot going on? That, that yeah, is not what I'm saying. Well, everyone's locked like, up. So, you know, I don't know. That feels like kind of like you're negging me. Jesus, um, damn it! Uh, I think Ehrlich watches more movies than I do, even though he has a baby. But he also watches a lot of ER. So I watch. I definitely you watch more ER than. You Let do. me roll back my question. What's a good movie that you've watched <laughs> since quarantine started? <laughs> Have you watched a great movie? <laughs> I've been having um, trouble watching movies. Uh, <coughs> you all right over uh, there? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> the coronavirus finally <laughs> found me. It can get through uh, Zoom now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, I've been having trouble watching movies that haven't been for work. I think it's just been like... I keep turning back to like news and Twitter. And like it's made it so that... I haven't been able to give the kind of attention I want to, to something honestly like a book or a movie until somewhat recently. So I feel like I've kind of eventually finally like settled into being able to do that again. But I I mean, for fun, I just really haven't been watching anything I've actually liked. Wait, didn't you do the, didn't you do the vulture movie night for talented Mr. Ripley a week or two ago? I did do that. That movie rules. I rewatched it not for that, but like at some point recently, because it was on Netflix and was like thrilled with revisiting it. Yes. Uh, I watched that twice in like one week. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that is a good movie. It is also like sort of torture because uh, you're just watching people flop around in the sun in Italy, and you're yeah. like, you, it's, you it's like, call me by your name in that way, where you're like, what, what in my life went wrong that didn't lead me to this Italian villa in like beautiful yes. bathing suits? <laughs> yes, and everyone is wearing like this, like kind of like effortlessly like crumpled linen and things, uh, <laughs> except for except for Matt Damon, who for most of the movie he is wearing like the world's worst outfits for Italy. They even make fun of him. He's got like a boxy corduroy jacket. He goes to the beach and he wears like the only shoes he has, which are like loafers. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like that and a speedo. It's a really good outfit. Yeah. Um, Honestly, yeah. if if fancy, rich, Cape uh, Blanchett and Jude Law and Philip Seymour Hoffman all made fun of me, I would probably kill people too. <laughs> so I, I get oh where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm not going to go back. This is <laughs> I can't. A lot of beautiful people making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what can is. That's why I've never been. I just assume that's what would happen. Uh, we don't. We, we're, we don't say the c word right now, Katie. This is oh, a very sorry. sensitive time. so crazy to have these people we would normally have on for an entire episode to be like get out of here yeah, get out of here <laughs> Allison Wilmore boo yeah. <laughs> alright let's see who we got here we're taking a phone call it's Rod Patches <laughs> oh. <laughs> Patches you didn't recognize moment. the number I did I knew it was him <laughs> <laughs> you didn't introduce him as a celebrity guest I didn't I, I wanted it to be a surprise and I knew it was getting it's, late it's a surprise Welcome. My mom's laughing in the background. Tackling. After 300 plus episodes, we thought we'd, you know, really need to call in. It's 
uh, it's been quite a ride, and I expect many, many more. Oh, boy. Oh, thank oh, so you, you Rod. calling in to tell us to stop. <laughs> to tell us to do Good something enough. with our lives. Hey, guys, this is Rod. Thanks a lot for all the episodes. Uh, you're done. Thank you. <laughs> well, it, should, it should be known that my dad messages me maybe every other week with podcast suggestions, which I often forget to look back to and incorporate into the podcast. Usually so dad, just mute David. Do you, do you have any uh, recent... No, not, not at all. You know, Dave, David, I know your voice so well. Oh, I that's hard. My voice room. is one of my worst things about me. And there are many, many good things to choose from. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a classic. How well, are, how are uh, the patches crowd, doing? We're doing? We're doing great. We're all hunkered down here and uh, working hard, trying to stay out of trouble <laughs> and just keep things moving. So we're excited. What I'm uh, excited that, you know, there's, there's more to entertainment than just politics. That's a good thing. Bleak. That is a good thing. <laughs> uh, or what are you watching, Dad? We're watching, we're watching the classic. After, after having French lessons tonight, uh, we've hunkered down for that one of those classic episodes of Main Cabin Masters. <laughs> now, friends of, ours, friends of ours just got a 4K television, and we looked at each other thinking, I don't know if main cabin masters will look any better on 4k <laughs> than what we have, but, uh, uh main cabin masters yeah, is on yeah. in my household all the time. My husband, Michael watches every episode. So you guys need hey, to yeah. clearly is main cabin that. masters at all. Like below yeah, we have been watching uh, Mozart in the jungle. We've been enjoying that. We're a couple years behind, but so is everyone. We do enjoy that. We <laughs> <laughs> do enjoy that. So nothing, nothing too exciting on the video front. Just, uh, just trying to stay out of trouble. But we always get good suggestions. I am truly motivated to watch some different things after listening to you guys. Thank you, Rod. Wow. Yeah, it's it's always been so lovely to have uh, the support of the Patches family on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> An ombudsman it's, in the family. And uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have gotten to know you guys, even though I've met you all. Uh, you know, you get to learn a lot of a lot of things and uh, so glad that David has a child. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that there's more to life than Ambien. So, been uh, <laughs> a blast. And you burn. I was born and raised down in Alabama on a farm way back up in the woods. I was so ragged that folks used to call me Patches. Papa used to tease me about it because deep down inside he was hurt because he'd done all he could. My papa was a great old man I can see him with a shovel in his hand See, education he never had He did wonders when the times got bad The little money from the crops he raised Barely paid the bills we made Oh, life had kicked him down to the ground When he tried to get up, life would kick him back down One day, papa called me to his dying bed Put his hands on my shoulders and in tears he said He said, Patches I'm depending on you, son, to pull the family through. My son is all left up to you. Who do oh, we wait, have I here? You're on mute. Yeah, you're, you're still muted. muted. Better. Unmuted. Uh, oh, there we go. There we go. We can who, hear you. Who do we have here? Who do we have here? 
Okay, my name's Paul. I'm from Denver. Shout out Dave Seven. Oh, hey, Paul. Did you murder Chloe Witchery and put their body <laughs> no, in it? Um, this is my wife's computer, so oh, okay. I'm on her Zoom, yeah. That's and a much better explanation. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Fighting <laughs> in the War Room. Like, on the like audio, I didn't know you'd be doing video, too. Yeah, <laughs> you could have done just audio. So you were way. sitting in the dark when we got <laughs> you. Up. What were you? Know how long I was going to have to wait. No, <laughs> oh, that's fine. No, I'm. it's fine. You can sit however you want. I'm just saying you were sitting it's in the dark. It's dark in Denver. Here, look. What were you doing in the... Were you watching something? This is this just, is Denver. No, wow, he was probably just hanging just, out in Denver. Dave's been waiting to reveal his mood lighting this whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, what were you doing in the dark while you were? Waiting? I was um I was actually watching something while I was waiting that I wanted to recommend to all you guys. Yeah. Please, uh, Tales from the Loop. Have you it, it, oh, Amazon series? Yeah. Oh. Which? Okay. How far are you into? It? We haven't talked about it on the show at all. Mm-mm. I know. That's why I, I didn't know if any of you had, had heard about it yet. Um, I'm on the last episode. So have any of wow. you seen it or no? I've seen about half of it. Mark Romanek directed some of it. It is a, oh, it's, a weirdo. It's stylish. Wait, have you seen, Paul, have you seen, you said your name was Paul, right? I'm not making that up. Yeah. Okay. I still have Chloe in my head when I look at your screen. But uh, <laughs> uh, have you seen Devs? And if so, is this at all comparable or better? Uh, it's even the same seen- universe. I've not seen devs. I haven't even okay. seen a trailer. So Let the man sure. recommend well, Tales from the Loop. Tell I'm just us. I'm trying to get, wrap my head around. What's Tales from the Loop about? It's, um, I guess it's like loosely based on this, like, um, I don't know, set of paintings or something. Yeah, concept like, art. Yeah, concept art. It's like in the 50s or 60s. It's not real clear. And it's like a sci-fi twist, but like a human kind of like story. Like the sci-fi thing is kind of secondary to the human stuff. And it's a it's a really weird format. It's like anthology, but there isn't like an overall narrative. Like, would you agree, Patches? Yeah, there's standalone episodes, but the world is cohesive and characters carry over from episode to episode. There's different experiments happening in this underground world, and they are. Yeah, it's just like a small rural town in like the '60s. There's this weird lab underground, and it causes all the sci-fi shit to happen, and then people just get affected by it. It's- I- I thought it was a little slow. What's the episode that you loved? What happened? Like what, what, which one would you recommend? Um, all the ones after where you are five, six, <laughs> and seven are really good. God, that's What's with streaming shows these days? I know. Like you, like you gotta get four episodes in and then. Although I think you could bounce ahead with tail. I mean, hmm. Paul, no. tell us if this is true. Oh. No, 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 no. You need you the foundation. Get- yeah. Yeah. Cause like wow. there's like, there's like side characters that have like two seconds of screen time in the beginning and they have their full episodes, like a full hour devoted to them. They get later. a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern moment uh, of, of their, they get their moment. Wait, oh, so- I see. I was going to say like that Arrested Development Netflix show. Cause that's what it sounds like. The Netflix season of Arrested Development where it's like, we'll deal with uh, Michael <laughs> like uh, five episodes. He's over there though. <laughs> so have you forsaken all movies for tales from the loop or uh is well, still films you like is my only choice capone today yes it's, <laughs> it's either that that is the sta- standing in for the entire medium right now did capone sponsor this episode that would be nice <laughs> <laughs> did you, are, are you excited to watch capone when it is uh, on vod tomorrow no i saw your <laughs> review um and I read the whole uh, patches. I read your whole article today. Oh wow! Great. Um, I'm kind of on Katie and Dave's side about Josh Trank. Like, uh, I'm not really sympathetic. Should I have been? I don't know. I can't tell. Like, I don't think you have to be more sympathetic to anyone. Uh, I mean, I th- I'm sympathetic to people who 
have like mental challenges in life, no matter what. But I think he yeah. probably that doesn't mean you have to see own. Capone. You can you can have no. for someone as a person and not want to see. I'm interested in seeing Capone just to see if he like bounces back, if, like if that's possible. I mean, I'm sympathetic to David, but I don't read his work. Surprised <laughs> <laughs> anyone does. Hey, uh, I appreciate your sympathy. I mean, that's more than I can ask for. Well, uh, David is so. I guess how much like diarrhea is on Capone, like in all the situations. Well, you know, Patches was explaining to us earlier in this episode because we were talking. You know, he he shits himself twice twice <laughs> in the uh, in the film. And Patches was telling us. I don't know if this was on air or just before we started recording. This was a while ago. He was okay. telling us about. Um, and you can feel the craftsmanship in the beginning. The craftsmanship. Of the that he was there on set when uh, Josh Trank was smearing the shit all over Al Capone's sheets. And you can really, you can feel the tactile quality of the director's touch. Uh, at least the first time that Capone shits himself. The second time he shits himself, Josh Trank is actually on screen. He is in a cameo performance as an FBI agent. And he is sitting across the table from Tom Hardy as Tom Hardy explosively poops his pants. And it sounds exactly like, and I think a lot of us on this podcast can attest, exactly like it does when a a uh, baby shits themselves that same sort of like rumbling wave of, of liquid, wow. but uh, louder, Not deeper, uh, more decibels. Uh, it's cinema, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> should, uh, you might want to check it out. Frank's really got his out to our touch <laughs> then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were still waiting for him to call in this episode. We have another 45 minutes of recording to go. So anything could happen. Have you guys had any directors call in or anything? We've had uh, we've had celebrity guests that Patches has been. Um, I told that, Trank not to call in. So I don't, know, I don't know if we've had anybody with an IMDb page. Well, we had uh, right before Paul was Ariana Grande, and right after him, <laughs> uh, we're going to Taylor Swift. So yeah, this is actually uh, no pressure. The, with the Live Aid thing. What was that thing called? <laughs> uh, yeah, Live Aid. Citizen. Yeah, we have Rami Malek calling in in character as Freddie Mercury. You guys are all really dismissing exciting. my IMDb page. I'm Dave Gonzalez <laughs> Four or something. How dare you, all of you? <laughs> Uh, um, David Ehrlich is on IMDb, but it is not me. It is the 70-something-year-old uh, animation person who like, was at Cannes with a short film and I think teaches up at Cornell. And oftentimes, I will get tweets from people whenever I tweet something about my personal life being like, wait, you're 75 years old, though. How did you just have a child? <laughs> <laughs> How are you some sort of miracle propagator? Yeah, I'll take it. You know who does have an IMDb page is Matthew Patches, I just realized. Oh, of course. I've, I've worked on films. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an artist. Yeah, so it's two people on this podcast that have IMDb pages. All right, Paul, we have to wrap up. Thank you for being coming on the show. We really sure. appreciate you listening. Thank you for recommending Tales from the Loop. I will go check yeah. it out. Yeah. Can I ask one last question real yes. quick? Sure. Real quick. Um, I guess if there's enough time, you all four can weigh in, but David especially. like, When are you going to feel safe to go back to the movies? Mm. Especially since you're going to have to... <laughs> Probably soon. Yeah, right? as soon as his boss tells him to. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. um, I, I don't know. I, I think like I am less concerned about my own personal space because I know that I will be paranoid enough to to stay safe. To if I went to the movies, I don't have a pair of gloves yet, but I would get one for going to the cinema. I would wear the best fitting mask that I could find. I'd wash my hands compulsively. I'm more worried about the people who take this less seriously. Um, so you know, I. I would go to the movies if and when we get to the point where it makes enough sense that you can open them in New York without there being a public outcry. Um, I would probably just keep my distance however I could. Uh, but, when, you know, I, I just think a lot more 
about when there will be movies for us to go back to, when society at large will feel ready to go back. I think about the Toronto Film Festival in September a lot. Um, Capone re-release. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll have to celebrate uh, with Capone. Christopher Nolan thinks Tenet's going to be the film that's going to get us all back in the theaters. It's, it was Capone all Let's see who we got here. Some real schmucks joining the podcast. Right oh, boy. Now. Oh, no. We have, oh, hey. We've already hit the, uh, S- the SVU quota that we need. <laughs> we already had Allison hear, Wilmore. He can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were <laughs> lamenting the, the, that SVU isn't around for these moments. We were. We, yeah. who, I who's wish on the SVU line, Patches? Oh, it's Matt Singer. Listening. Sorry, it's it's, it's former SVU co-host, editor-in-chief. Is it, are you an editor-in-chief of Screen Crush? What is your title? Well, when you're the only person who works for the website, does the title really matter? Yeah, editor. Grand editor overlord. Yeah. Matt, I, I, I realize now how much I miss seeing your face. Uh, I said this to the same for, oh, we have, oh, you Brian Chris Rosen? <laughs> bringing in the people into the podcast. Chris and I wanted to come in together and just take over the whole show. I got Singer. I got just, Chris Rosen, Vanity Fair Swingman. Are you just going to talk about the Mets now? Chris <laughs> last night tweeted yeah. a gif that I was millimeters away from hitting the send tweet button on the exact same gif and my hand wrenched back from my keyboard so as not to step on his toes what uh, i'm looking up the gif rosa we can't hear you we can't hear you rosa I mean, we were, it was it was uh, you know brilliant minds think alike and uh, i was gonna say i should delete that tweet now if i'm tweeting the same shit as david that's know, gotta go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my coded way of telling you that all right while we're all here let's talk about mike francesca and uncut gems what do we think <laughs> <laughs> will it be first topped all, in 2020 well first of all it's not mike francesca i don't i have Fred cheesy he's not parisian <laughs> Fran- <laughs> francesa wait mike, mike francesa though he said dumb trump he uh, he said hashtag Ross Leupold style dumb Trump. He's really he's really turned a corner. <laughs> the Safties really convinced him to uh, see the light. Yeah. Mike Francesa, welcome to the resistance. No, Mike lost all his money in the stock market, and now it's like, oh, I'm, I got to go heel on Trump to get out. No, it was it was because he spent a little bit too long at the Uncut Gems party in Katz's Deli, and all of the liberal Hollywood presence there got to him. <laughs> I didn't see him there. Was he there? I don't remember noticing him. He was by the like your butt in the oven station. Just Guys, your out. New York elite going to parties and such. <laughs> that, that that was, was quite, quite a party, a, though. That was a that <laughs> parties <laughs> thrown by A twenty four are the great way to know that you uh, are not part of something. You know, a party is good if I am at all happy. <laughs> oh, we started recording. This is on. Oh, this is, is real. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, no, I'm kid- I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic: Last Dance. Last Dance is the best. <laughs> best best movie Dance? of the year. Mike Francesco is also on that, which is uh, Wait, he is. He re- he had a he had a brief cameo. He had a brief cameo. Like he talks dance? about sports on the radio. Uh, Jordan, he's good. I think the clip was actually him killing Jordan for gambling in Atlantic City, if I remember correctly. Oh, what are you doing, Jordan? You can't do that. <laughs> he's turning into Arnold Schwarzenegger as you do your impression. I am now, wearing. I'm wearing my Arnold shirt. Now do That's Schwarzenegger cussing out Jordan for... Uh... Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> you only scored 55 points in Madison Square Garden. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Matt, can you do an impression of the Space Jam director talking about building... Joe a, Picca? A cool one, Jordan, Joe Picca. 
I don't remember. Did he have a funny accent? I didn't no. really. Did Wait, have you seen Ghostbusters 2? He says that's who he is. They did find Joe Pitka. Yeah, he has one line to say, like, just like nothing he says. They basically, they built him like a court, which I knew. They, like, built him like a court at Warner Brothers to train. So, like, any moment he was not, you know, kissing Bugs Bunny, he was uh, was working out and practicing. Do he and Bugs Bunny make out in the uh, whole thing they, where they he touch kisses Bugs Bunny? Kisses no, it's, whole, no tongue, it's not a tongue kiss. They they get a little hanky panky <laughs> under the pants. Is it a there's tongue? some hanky. There's zero panky. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Maybe. Well, there's always room for the sequel. Have you guys watched Space Jam recently? It's on Netflix. I might have talked about it. On it the is podcast. a horrible commercial is for everything that it is movie. promoting. It is a bad, bad movie. Yeah, and they're advertising the girl bunny for the LeBron one. Lola. I think. She's like, yeah, but like, what a bullshit character. Why? Well, you don't have to worry about it. Then LeBron is never going to come out, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> because <laughs> no movie. When are they going to make it? Yeah. Straight to HBO Max. Baby. The LeBron movie? Is LeBron going to make it in his backyard? I what mean, the it? NBA's not playing for a while. <laughs> you don't think it? LeBron has a blue screen volume in his <laughs> I mean, basement? I probably, probably do it. He LeBron regularly hangs out with Bugs Bunny just He's on his a own. pool floaty. <laughs> just it'll be a zoom it'll be like on a zoom they'll do you know, I, I hate to point it out but lebron the james lebron the james lebron, the james. LeBron james does have a quibby show that i would imagine oh yeah yeah it was the one quibby show that we we both enjoyed when does quibby launch yeah when does that start <laughs> yeah, it's coming it, up it, it's i've heard soon. some good things <laughs> it seems like inter- it seems interesting great time for it singer rosa do you have any f- hot takes to dish before we bounce you from this call and, and get on <laughs> to real fans that's all we wow. got. Wow. <laughs> fans. I didn't realize fighting in the world was for we the fans. Like, like the, podcast yeah. the Dark <laughs> Universe Network. <laughs> oh, here's a, a hot take. Here's a, wait, wait, wait. Speaking oh, yeah, yeah. of the Dark Universe, here's a hot take. Matt Patch has told me he's never seen the last 15 minutes of The Mummy. <laughs> Holy shit. No way. <laughs> what? I'm ready You're to come out and say it. I'm breaking news right here. Fan. Now, Singer, wow. why, t- tell everyone why I haven't seen the last 15 minutes, because I told you why I haven't seen it. Oh, I don't listen to you. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> because I, dev- I never wanted it to end. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. You're, out, you're off the podcast. Jordan Get out of here. You're, out, you're off the podcast. What does a bad person look like? Is he ugly and mean? Does he smell? Does he wear a tall black hat? Shades and stuff like that. Sometimes you just can't tell. Not every time. Someone on the phone here. Hello, or you're on Fighting in the War Room. Can you hear us? Yes, yes. Hello, this is Russell Goldman. How are you guys Russell doing? Goldman. Hi. Russell Goldman uh, is unique among people calling it this show right now in that I owe him an email that I've been meaning to write for several weeks. <laughs> no, you definitely Why? owe me an email somehow. <laughs> Do I? What about what? I owe you nothing. Uh, <laughs> Russell, Russell is a wonderful guy. He used to intern for IndieWire uh, and then turned out to have a completely demented imagination that he is applying to his uh, career as a filmmaker. He made a short film about, a short film about llamas, which uh, is required viewing or should be for everyone, uh, and is now off in Hollywood uh, doing real things, hopefully also with llamas, but I doubt it. We're working them in there. We're, okay. we're negotiating some contracts. Russell, what are you, uh, what, what are you working on? What are you, what are you, you're calling into a podcast. You're spending your precious time calling into a podcast. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to voice here? I want to voice, uh, first and foremost, how I've listened to 
your show for I think almost ten years now, however long it's been on, Fuck. and oh it's most of life. Most yeah, most of my life, um, and it's gotten me through uh, some hard times. And it's got me through some great times and everything in between. Um, I have just a lot of fun memories of uh, learning about filmmaking from you guys and learning about film discussion and pop culture. Uh, and for your 300th episode, I, I could not call in and express my gratitude. So, oh uh, man, thank so you. Go get that mise en scène and such. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you pass that. Uh, no, Russell. Uh, it's always good to hear from Russell. Uh, it's uh, he is doing exciting things. He is doing legitimately exciting things. Uh, what are you working on, Russell? Let, that's, can you say I, I'm trying to you? beat around the bush just because I'm not sure if I can blow up his spot? I don't know if I can formally say yet. I think soon I can. But this would be a great place to announce it. <laughs> what are you doing? Rhymes, Tease us. It rhymes with venom. There'd be carnage, Russell. Yes, I'm playing um, the There Will Be and There Will Be Carnage. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's um, playing the lobster in the tank that Tom Hardy <laughs> gets his revenge. This, this, is, this is a random thing to add to your show, but I, I think in regards to Venom 2, I remember a quote from Amy Pascal who said, she wants the whole movie to feel like that lobster in a tank scene. I read oh that and God. I was like, I am in. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> I've seen some set photos and they've been dressing Woody Harrelson up, uh, Woody Harrelson's carnage up in the exact same shirt that Dale from Chip and Dale wears. Oh, that Hawaiian shirt? Yeah, I'm really hoping that that's 100% intentional. Is that also the shirt that Michael Shannon wears like half of his red carpets? Every day, yeah. Probably. In fairness, that is also the same thing that Amy Pascal said about... Uh, Greta Gerwig's Little Women, which she also. <laughs> she right. like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd like for um, it all to be the lobster scene. Yeah, and you know what? It, it turned out great, and every moment in that movie does feel as live wire as Tom Hardy jumping into a tank full of lobsters in the middle of a restaurant. So uh, <laughs> it's working for her. Russell. But, have uh, you watched? Have you watched anything during quarantine to to wrap you up? What should we all watch? I uh, I have been watching. I, I just I caught up with Better Call Saul, which is an amazing show. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if any of you guys are watching it. We never talk about it. I'm not caught up. I'm sad. Yeah, I've not watched it. Why isn't it appointment viewing for me? Why can't I get over the hill? It, it, it has a, I wouldn't say a tough first couple seasons, but it's slow, I think, especially uh, Encounter to Breaking Bad. And I think by this season, which it seems like everyone is kind of going crazy about the people that are watching it, it does feel like it's reaching a new place for Gilligan and Gould and those creators. So it's what what is really that place? What exciting. is it about? What is the show about? It uh, with without spoiling. I, it's wait a, a show you can't spoil because everyone knows what happens to half the characters. Um, it it's a murkier show than Breaking Bad, um, and I think the the filmmaking is on a higher level. Uh, and I, all the questions that people had going into the show about, oh, is it going to be interesting following this character if we know that he just ends up being a smart lawyer? I think they found really interesting ways to work around. Um, and that goes for all the other Breaking Bad villain characters that show up in the show as well. So good I recommend. Lenora, yes, I am. Hi. Ooh, Hi, Lenora. Lenora. Welcome to Fighting in the War Room. Hi. 
sorry, there's no image, but I'm not wearing makeup and I haven't washed my hair and I look repulsive. Oh, man, during the club. I mean, you can see us and Wait, you yeah. know that we all look repulsive. I apologize. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, how did, where are you and how did you wind up calling into Fighting in the War Room? Okay, I'm uh, California, South Bay, which is the Ooh. nice way of saying Silicon Valley. Mm. Uh. Wait, are you in, are you in AI? Is that is that why there's no video? <laughs> no, uh, I'm a, calling in to be angry about our Westworld takes. <laughs> no, I don't watch Westworld. Um, I, I I'm a grad student. I I'm, I study here. Okay. I study I study Russian lit. I'm not I'm not a, wow. a tech person, and I wish I could say I was like a longtime fan. But I've only been listening for a few months, but I feel like um, I, I've been familiar with uh, David and Katie for a while because I listened to uh, Blank Check and Little Goldman. So I'm making my way through your back catalog right now. And I just want to say, I, I was on well, Blank Check. All- <laughs> Wait, which episode were you on? I was on the Unbreakable episode. Oh, God. That was so a, long ago. That's a long Fuck time me. ago. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a long I'm- time. No, I don't get a bite of back. It's not your fault. I remember enjoying that episode. No, wait, how do you how do you fit in podcast time in between Russian novels? I feel like they're they can question. be pretty all consuming. <laughs> well, my secret is that I don't do a lot of work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you really are are you from California? No, I'm from Pittsburgh. Wait, did you just watch the movie of Anna Karenina? <laughs> <laughs> Which be one? A good recommendation. The Joe Wright one. I don't like the Joe Wright one. <gasps> Katie? Mm, I love it. But I've never read the book, so I'm no Russian literature expert. I found the, like, the, like, the device of it being a, like, stage in a theater kind of up its own ass. Stagey? Yeah. No, I mean, it is is a real, like, buy-in or don't buy-in thing. But I, I thought Kira Knightley was really good. What makes the novel great that the movie does? Anna Kidan and I... I oh I'll listen to the way she says it. I'm so sorry. That was so great. <laughs> so sorry. Now say it again. Really hideously pretentious. I'm not doing that. No, again. no, it was, it, was, so uh, it was great. It's, we are a hideously pretentious <laughs> podcast. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a native speaker, so it's still not perfect. Um, this is like a really like horrible thing to say, but I think the fact that it's so long is what makes it so good because mm. you get to really like I don't know like just sink into these people's lives in a way that like a two and change hour movie isn't really gonna accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Patches, you literally just asked a Russian literature graduate student <laughs> to explain what she likes about. Anna Karenina <laughs> in less than 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm looking for the, the quick pitch. The she did a really good job. She, I mean, she, did, she far exceeded <laughs> expectations. But wait, Lenora, how do we feel about the uh, Paul Dano, Lily James, War and Peace? I refuse to watch it. Damn. What I, is a good adaptation then? What is, what is there? Has uh, it been what about good? the other War and Peace? The, the one that... Uh, I'm forgetting the Bandarchuk yeah. War and Peace? That's, yeah. I mean... I don't think Sergei Bondarchuk is the best actor and he plays Pierre and he's kind of, I mean, he's like the weakest performance for me. I'm trying to, I mean, uh, Tikhonov who plays Prince Andrei, I think is really good. It's a good movie. It's like a, on the contrary to like Joe Wright, Anna Karenina, I'd say it's maybe a little too long. Mm. (laughs) Cause it's, I mean, it's solid. I feel like with war and peace, like, 
so much of it only works in a novel form, right? Like you can only watch like footage of a foggy battlefield with a narrator expounding about the nature of historical determinism for so long. I yeah, mean, personally, I could watch that for hours. I <laughs> porn for me, but yeah. you know what, Koyana Scotsy was missing a uh, lecture about determinism. <laughs> Coming in with a correction from Lenora herself. Um, I'm writing to now at, to ask if in the case that you end up including any of our war and peace conversation in this week's episode, which we did, you just heard it, it would be possible to include a correction. I believe I characterized the narration of war and peace as being about historical materialism, but this was inaccurate. What I should have said is that it is about historical determinism, which I think she said, but I wanted to make sure we corrected that for you. Uh, back to more Lenora. You're such interesting listeners. Uh, I know. God, so many fields of knowledge that I, I can't <laughs> comprehend. Let me pitch you as a someone who knows nothing about Russian history, but I watched The Great, the Hulu series, where Elle Fanning is playing Catherine the Great. I don't know like what your level of interest in like other Russian stuff is, but I enjoyed it. I... I'm not planning on watching it. Oh, well, I mean... Lenora if- is a tough customer. I, I respect know. it. I just... The one thing I have to say is, like, when it comes to Western adaptations of Russian material, nobody can really pronounce the names, and it gets really annoying after a oh, while. Oh, yeah. No, there, there is definitely no effort to be, like, authentically Russian on that. So if that, like, and I get it. Like, you're too immersed. It's it's, it's not going to work for you. I'm pretty sure I'm coming across as, like, the most insufferable person. No, not at all. Oh, this is wonderful. <laughs> You've but devoted we do... years of your life yeah. to learning this stuff. You deserve <laughs> to have high standards. That's right. I did really quickly... I think the reason I called in, I needed like a justification for like, why should I call in? And it was, so I looked on Letterboxd and David has not logged that he has seen any movies by this director. So I wanted to recommend a fairly obscure Soviet director. Sure. Named Larissa Shapitka. Oh yeah. I, I am familiar with, with her work. Yes. Okay. Well, great. Have you, have you, have you watched any of her movies? I have. I bought the Criterion Eclipse set of her films when it was released a bazillion years ago, and I watched one of them, and it clearly made a profound impression on me because I cannot remember <laughs> what it was called. Uh, uh, that's Wings and the Ascent are the two movies. I on think there. it was it was Wings, but I oh, Wings am, is so because, good. because it wasn't the other Wings which I had already seen and didn't particularly remember. Um, but I will make it a point to double back. Uh, as soon as my son is uh, at college in 18 years. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say, like, in all of your abundant free time, uh, there's some movies. Yeah, but this is, the, this is the thing. It's like, you know, you're, I'm sitting there this morning watching Capone for work, and 45 minutes into it, I'm just thinking about all of the, the great movies that I've either haven't seen or saw so long ago that I didn't really retain anything out of them and lamenting the fact that I have another 45 minutes of Capone to go. <laughs> Uh, and Capone is, is, I have to say, probably the most interesting thing I've watched for work in the last week or two. So um, tough times out there. But well, that's uh, I something. will double back. It is something. Uh, but uh, Larissa, Sh- you said, I was going to say Larissa Shapitko, but that has to be incredibly wrong. It's, no, it's super close. I, I'd say Shapitko. Well, Shapitko. Um, okay. But no, yeah, those two movies, Wings and The Ascent, they're fantastic if you ever are interested in, um, and they're super different from each other. So if you uh, ever- I just got a group text from Matt Patches that says, <laughs> someone stop David. David, don't you hear me at all? David, won't you give me a call? Waiting here, not making a sound. 
Let's go I to know someone. You're stressing. Not everyone's going to get in. Oh, no, I know. I think we're going to uh, Canada here. Hi. Canada. <laughs> ben, are you on the call? I'm on the call. Can you hear me? Are you yes. in Canada? Are you in I'm Toronto? In, I'm in Toronto, Canada. This is amazing. Oh, Congratulations. Ben. Young and Dundas. <laughs> ben, Young and I've, Dundas. Uh, I've, I've crossed paths with many times at the Toronto Film Festival and such. You're, you've listened to the show for a while. I've been listening to the show since the Transformers Dark of the Moon defense from David wow. Ehrlich Whoa. in 2011. Mm. I, that is a take that I have uh, briefly flirted with exhuming over the past couple of days because it's been mm-hmm. on TV a lot and we're all just desperate for takes right now. <laughs> it is. Okay. Content. I'm sad it's I can't see it in take. 3D anymore. Actually, do you think it's still good without the 3D I watched- I watched the last hour the other day, and I I would say it held up just sheer spectacle even on my television. But Ben, how do you call? The one with the flying squirrel guys. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I barely remember the movie, but but what I do remember is I went and saw it in IMAX. I think it was Fourth of July weekend, and I went with a really good friend of mine who had a near panic attack from all the spectacle, and like like he was like, "I'm going to the bathroom," and he left, and he just didn't come back. (laughs) (laughs) And you haven't seen him since. (laughs) I've seen him since. He's just. Um, how are you guys doing? You've you've made it to 300 episodes. This is so exciting. It's hard to make 300 of anything. We even tried canceling oh. the podcast once and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I fell quit. for that. I, I fell for that. It was it was uh, it was mortifying. You know, Ben, that happened because the most responsible members of our show were all in Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. Mm-hmm. This is what Toronto was that during does. the film festival? It was, it was yeah. like the week yeah. before. No, Katie and I were sitting at the uh, what's that place called? Um, the uh, Town Crier. Uh, yeah. And. Yeah. I yelling looked at my phone and we saw that the podcast had been canceled. <laughs> I said, uh, do you know anything about this? And she said, no. <laughs> and, uh, this is like when like celebrities get dumped on like a late night show and they're just like, what's happening? And they're looking mm-hmm. at their phone and there's crazy <laughs> things happening in their lives. Is that what um, happens to celebrities? Like, I think the mini driver got dumped by Matt Damon on Oprah. But is that really the only thing that people now discover by looking at their phones about the world? It's no, about the very like- <laughs> personal developments in your life to be discovered via social mm-hmm. media. That is... Uh, Ben, how are things going in Toronto? Uh, what is Canada like? Yeah. yeah, things are good. So I live way out east in Toronto, so I'm kind of far away from the downtown core, and I haven't returned to the city proper since COVID. So I haven't spoken to another human being in person in maybe two months or so. Uh, it's just oh me boy. and the cat here. Yeah, so um, podcasts uh, like yours are the this things is good that kind of help you. me. <laughs> this is very good. This is like social interaction. You and the guy uh, have like a Tom Hanks and Wilson thing going on by now, or <laughs> how are you guys doing? Like, yeah, yeah. We're, you know, we're we're hanging in there. Uh, we're getting by. Um, we do. I live right by Lake Ontario, so sometimes I'll do like a, a quarantine walk, uh, right. and I'll listen to the show. And it's been great hearing your updates and hearing what you guys have been watching and and uh, and what's been keeping you busy. So, what have you been watching? Yeah. What is your quarantine recommendation? My recommendation for you guys, I don't know if anybody has seen Babylon Berlin yet. I've, uh, seen I've Java seen is addicted to Babylon Berlin. Oh. I hear it's great. It's, it's the kind of show that I would love to hear you guys fight about in the war room. It's just Shit. so well-made. It's, um, it's the kind of show that might seem heavy on the outset. And similarly to when you guys talked about um, Plot Against America, where it was like, are we in the mood for something quite so serious? Um, 
the answer is yes, because it's very entertaining and um, it just flies. It's, it's wonderful. So uh, that's my recommendation. I hope you guys get a chance to check it out. I have seen the pilot of Babylon Berlin, I think three different times and I have enjoyed (laughs) it immensely all three times. And for reasons that I could not even begin to explain to myself, I have just never followed through and hit play on the second episode. But Ben, I think this may be the push that I've been waiting for. I would love that. I would I would love to hear your take on it. Um, and please let me know if you ever uh, are back in Toronto, if we have another film festival. Um, well, you have, tell us. We'll have another yeah. film festival. Come on. Oh, badly. Ben, you tell us. Do you think, uh, do you think we're going to see you in September? How's I am... So, so what I've heard from Cameron Bailey uh, and Joanna DeSante's announcement is that half of the Vicente. Vicente. Vicente and Bailey, they're saying that they're not going to cancel, but that they're planning. It was a really odd kind of vague um, sort of semi announcement where they're like, we're going to have a festival. There may be some fun virtual surprises. Um, but with a festival of that size, I'm really kind of curious and concerned about how they're going to manage it and like what kinds of films will, uh, what kind of filmmakers will want to program there. Similarly to any other festival that's happening right now. Um, it's all up in the air. I think there will be something. What Frank I don't D'Angelo know, will probably have probably. a new film. Canadian. Oh. <laughs> Do you guys know about Frank D'Angelo? Oh I'm my sure. God. Of course I know about Frank oh. D'Angelo. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think I do. He's it's so uh, Martin Scorsese of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got Everyone a restaurant across the street from the light box. I don't know if it's still oh, there. Really? Or Club. He also makes films. I'm doing this while we, while we he talk. He repassed this same joke, but just about Adam McGoyan, so I have a better sense of what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. You'll see uh, Adam McGoyan everywhere uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're in the city. I see him carrying boxes outside the Royal on College Street. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, kind of looking a little morose. Um, but I'm sure Adam's doing great. I wonder what he's working on now. If you have, I saw his last movie in Berlin last year, and it stars um, uh, what's his face, David Thewlis, as a restaurant health inspector who's going through okay. his time in his personal life, and Luke mm-hmm. Wilson plays his priest. Hey, everyone uh, has a story. Yeah, everyone has a story, <laughs> and that's his story. Let's see if we can get someone here right away. Hello? Hi. You're on How Fighting in the War Room. Who is this? This is so exciting. I've been on hold. I didn't think I was going to make it. Oh, you made it. You We're made in it. demand. <laughs> Sorry. Who is I'm it? I'm so pumped. How many people have you guys talked to so far? I have no idea. 15? That's, That's it? That's about That's a right. solid number. Oh, we have you guys better. reached like, the end of your, your exhaustion here? Absolutely. There is oh, no end to my to exhaustion. <laughs> so this, I'm very excited to talk to you guys. I've been listening to you since the Opkino days. Who, who are we talking uh, to? Uh, you were talking to uh, Henning. I'm in Los Angeles, oh. so I'm three hours behind most of you guys, I think. Well, the, the, the your immediate young. future is bleak, Henning. The next <laughs> Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm very familiar with that. Thank you guys for giving me some semblance of what the future will hold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Henning, what are you um, watching no, these days? So, you you uh, are a watcher of things. I know who you are. Oh, do you? 
Your last name? Oh, well, I'm not going to dox you here on the Dox call, him. I know Do- we've been doxing him. <laughs> no, I'm not no, going to no. dox you. Um, Just tell us what you've been watching. Okay. All right. So recently I have been watching uh, Betty on HBO, which led me back to Skate Kitchen, which I really enjoyed. I've realized that outside of maybe like mid-90s, I have a real soft spot for coming-of-age skate stories, which I, I was not aware of until like the other day. Mm. Did you like that Jonah Hill movie? No, he said outside. Every other skate movie is great. Jonah Hill's mid When he said it, it sounded like outside of the time period of mid 90s. That's what I'm actually the movie mid 90s. Here's a rule don't name your movie after a time period. Wait, so, but how many other skate movies does that leave? It's like Paranoid Park, Gleaming the Lords of Dogtown, right? Minding the Gap. Minding the Gap. Minding the Gap. Minding the Gap is great. Yeah, my name the gap is killer. Um, what else have I been watching? Oh, I just that, burned through Better Things on Hulu, which oh, wait, is the, outside the thing, though, movie purview. Um, great. This movie that won the documentary short Oscar this year, uh, "Learning to Skate in a War Zone with Your Girl." Did you see that one? No, I am writing that down right now. Yeah, it's a very long title. Uh, it, I think it won the doc short Oscar. It's a very it, it short prob- film. It's probably findable. It's like 25 minutes long. It's about a uh, skate class for girls in Kabul in Afghanistan. And it is a, it's very heartwarming. Wait, Henning, are you yourself a skater? No, I am someone who played uh, prodigious amounts of Tony Hawk between the oh, ages yeah. of like 13 and 16. <laughs> ready for the I imagine in another life. I mastered Tony Hawk and in another life I could have been an actual skater, but I like to just pretend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's safer. So you're not yeah, a skater. Uh, really. I had a question for you guys, if that's okay. Yeah. yeah. More than okay. Okay. So my question is you have been podcasting forever and ever. This is episode 300. Each one of you has come up with no shortage of takes in the last 10 years. My question to you guys, each of you is which of your hot takes, would you guys walk back? Oh, God. Does anyone I mean, else? Have I had a hot take? I, I have. No, no Patches has never had a hot take. Has no, I heard never, no hot takes in the history the of the, the podcast. No, I have one that I'll roll back, uh, which is if you go back and listen to our Captain America, the Winter Soldier review, I am very adamant that it is the exact same thing as Iron Man 2 because the structure, the second act of both movies is eaten by shield lore and I felt like kind of failed to underserve uh, or underserved I think both characters, the number two movies. Uh, but I really came down hard on Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Now having been through the entire Marvel arc of both of those characters, going back mm-hmm. and watching Iron Man 2, Tony Stark's an asshole. 100% all the way through. Can't even believe I ever saw him as a hero. And the story does nothing to help that because it's all about him basically finding his father's love, which he actually does in Endgame, and it works. So Iron Man 2 buffed out. And now that I've seen where um, you know Bucky and where Steve Rogers end up, I get Captain America the Winter Soldier, how uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. was much more of a stand-in for the only structure Captain America could find in the modern world and that being taken away wasn't underserving the character. So that's the only one I'd know off the top of my head because I think about it all yeah. the time. I would I, say I that's it a great back. one. I love I that. I would say that I have to say, I, I have to admit that Fox Catcher was not the best movie of 2015. <laughs> 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 oh, God. That's, I mean, that's very big of you. 
I think yeah. that it might be my only like true hot take on this entire podcast, and I'm I'm in too deep. The now. fox catcher. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything truly crazy that I've said. I have so, such on. a better memory for other people's hot takes right. than I do my own because yeah, it's it's not my. I don't have the responsibility of having to remember them because every single person who replies to me on Twitter remembers my terrible hot takes for me and like, <laughs> right. remind me of them at all times. I'm just going to remind you of Godzilla, the post-human blockbuster. I stand by that. That's one of I my best takes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can only stand by my, I, you know, I'll go to my grave saying that uh, best equals favorite. And uh, the, the Rock, the rock I, is the I enemy. will, just to keep on theme here with what Dave said at the start, I will say that one movie I think of that I really came around on was the first Captain America. Um, not mm-hmm. that I have so much love in my heart for the Marvel movies, but watching that at the uh, masochistic marathon I put myself through last year, um, I, that movie was so much better than I remember it. Maybe it was just seeing it in an environment where I was suffused with the stink of death and had already been in the room <laughs> for hours on end. But that movie is head and shoulders above the rest of uh, the early MCU and the ending gets me every time. David, on reflection, was that marathon as challenging or more challenging than self-quarantine? Uh, well, mm. <laughs> it was, I mean, quarantine, it, it's, that's, a, that's a tough question. I mean, I, quarantine has been challenging in different ways. That marathon was as punishing a physical experience as anything I've ever done in my entire life, mostly because of the smell. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and now you yeah. have a baby, so you really know from smells. Hi, are you on? Are you on fighting the war room? Yes, I am. Oh, welcome. hey, it's Riley. Hey, Dave. You guys know each other? We do. From what? Pot podcasting. Introduce, uh, Dave. Introduce pot. our guest. Uh, this is Riley Trahan. Trahan, right? Is how you yeah, say last name. Perfect. Got it in one. He's here. Riley, He's calling it. Well, what the hell do you demeanor. want, man? No, just, uh, <laughs> welcome to the pod. Oh, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Um, so I, I had my question all ready to go. I, I regret if somebody's taken it already. But um, I know you guys tapered off the review episodes a while ago. But I was wondering if since you guys stopped doing review episodes, if there were any movies that you wished you had had the opportunity to, to get at each other about. Mm. So this would be post... Yeah, twenty six post November twenty sixteen. Any right. movie that came out after that, we have is not. Is that had really when we for. stopped doing them? It, it is exactly when you stopped doing it because Weird. the the promise slash threat was a Democratic president or no more review episodes. Wow, <laughs> and we stuck by it. We stuck and by did, that. You held to it, and I, and I assume moving forward, we're still in that same boat. Yeah, I make <laughs> no promise about resuming review episodes. <laughs> even if we do have a Democratic president, uh, I feel like we do get to throw down a line in the top tens. Like that's kind of the best place to like mm-hmm. into each other about our like biggest opinions. So I'm trying to think of any like top ten where we've like. Oh, you know what? I, I was begging everyone on this podcast to watch the uh, Under the Silver Lake. Oh, yeah. That I wanted I, to just were... spend an, two hours talking yeah. about. And then I had to try and remember it for the top 10 episodes. Wait, R- Riley, a very conscientious uh, Zoomer, by the way, who has muted his mic when not talking. <laughs> this, is, this is someone who's been doing a lot of Zooming during quarantine and has been able to get down. Uh, it's a good mic etiquette thing. It's very good, Mike Etiquette. Um, it's something I should probably learn from, and I'm not going to. But uh, I have a text thread here from Toronto last year of us all, four of us, talking about Jojo Rabbit, which we did not do a review segment on. So I can read this very briefly, uh, where 
Katie Rich says, it is good. And I say, it is not good. And then Katie Rich says, I am not sure why we needed it, but I enjoyed it. And I say, as a Jew, my vote counts double, so I win. And then Katie says, it's no hunt for the wilder people. I will give David that. And then David says, not even close. I'm actually pro-Nazi now. And then Katie Rich says, Tiff has red-pilled David. And that's <laughs> we had. And now we're all canceled. Oh, wait, you're wait. Connect, we're connecting to the audio here. I think it's, you're on oh, She can hear us, but we can't hear you. We're watching She's her. She's oh, moving. Wait, no, we can <laughs> there she is. Got a oh, oh, hey, we can hear you. Yes. Now this, now this is someone who I know. We have met in, uh, in North Carolina. Yes. yes, I live in Durham. Yeah, she Durham, heard me uh, speaking in a bathroom and recognized my voice, which was yeah, like, creepy. the only time. Was <laughs> it was very exciting, too. She's been Me- trying to kill you ever since. Megan, thank you for holding on and being on this call. I know that oh people have been waiting around for a little while. What? Uh, what's? You're on our call. You're on Finding oh, the World. Thank you. Have you have a thought. You have a hot yeah. take. I have a question, actually. I wanted to know if you all were choosing a blank check style miniseries and you had to choose a director, who would you choose? Well, I want Blank Check to do Michael Bay because they keep threatening it, and I want to so much Transformers. I well. would, I would absolutely do Michael Bay. Wait, I, I was thinking about this earlier today for some reason, just because the, the director popped into mind, and now it has completely escaped me. Lots of directors. Fuck. Well, this is riveting. I mean, uh, I have, I've, I haven't, I been on the blank check podcast yet, so I would pick something that uh, <laughs> goes to my thing. I would actually do something earlier. Like, um, I want to go back and revisit it, at least for me, sort of uh, what happened to Robert Rodriguez since he just popped back up on the Mandalorian. Mm. Uh, because but it's, a blank blank check is not the right format for Robert Rodriguez. There's like eleven Spy what? Kids movies. Well, okay, like so maybe you don't do all the Spy Kids movies, but I feel like you also you get some Sin City in there. You get you know all the El Desperado films in there. You get four rooms in there out of like weirdness of him and Quentin Tarantino get to team up and they get you know a weird uh, anthology blank check. I would I would go for something like that because I think it's a really interesting example of. Uh, a guy who like you know tried to make his way in Hollywood and like landed at the midpoint between failing and becoming like George Lucas. Like he made his own studio and he got to operate its own stuff, but then he like made like the Ray Channel. He's the and- only person who's going to be creating content during quarantine. He has like a green screen <laughs> and a camera in his place. And he, That's true. He made all the Spy Kids movies at his basement. Well, it, and it, it makes so much sense that he uh, directed an episode of The Mandalorian because he was doing that way back when, and now they're just you know doing it on gigantic screens. Megan, who would you pick? Uh, oh, I didn't think about it. <laughs> um, I was happy that Zemeckis won uh, this year. Zemeckis is going to be for. good. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I've decided mine's Joe Wright. I've been I was going to say Joe Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, only we were blank check podcast. Well, because we Jesus. were just talking about Anna Karenina, but I will say yeah. John Carpenter just because I want to go and yell about this. Thing. We can talk about these films on our podcast. That's true. We can do our own. If you ever want to talk about them, I'm here to watch. Rip off their concept. Megan, we're going to see if we can get someone in for the final minutes of our podcast so thank 100%. you for joining us and thanks, thanks for, for waiting you, on Megan. thank Have you Megan. your microphone's Bye. very nice and you sound great on it
let's see if we can wrap with a with a phone call. Let's see if anyone has waited around this long. Hello, are you on Fighting in the War Room? Hello, yes, I'm here. I you made it. Who is who is this? Uh, this is David Carter, uh, calling from Bloomington, Indiana. Welcome, Bloomington. Hello, David. Hey, nice, nice to hear you guys' voice. It's Another David. That's exactly what we yeah, need. Totally, yeah, good. Just throw oh, one in the pile. Oh yeah. The, How are oh, things yeah, going out one, in Bloomington, Indiana? Uh, the streets are even quieter than they uh, usually are due to whatever few students that were still here at the university uh-huh. are now long gone. So it's it's even more like the stand over here in old Bloomington, it's Indiana. It's just your domain now. Yeah, I mean, I am the trash can man of, of <laughs> Indiana at this point. Are you, uh, are you projecting things onto the walls of abandoned buildings as you look for a place to watch movies? Are you watching anything? Oh, God. I wish I was doing that. Uh, I actually help run like a pop-up theater in town, so that's not too out of the question of what I usually do when uh, society still functions. Uh, Have you been watching anything good during quarantine? Uh, Yeah, tons of stuff. I've been running through uh, my giant unwatched pile of physical media and the past like few weeks I've just been running down tons of uh, Japanese crime films from the 60s, like a lot of Nikatsu stuff, a lot of Joe Shishido, R.I.P. David is shifting and happy in the seat. See my erection (laughs) in the Zoom. Well, you can't because you're not uh, on the Zoom calling in. Uh, (laughs) Did you watch any of like uh, Koryoshi Kurohara? I uh, did watch a little bit of Koryoshi Kurohara, yes. Man, I've been itching to go and rewatch... um the warped ones what a fucking guys movie that we is. got like seconds right, left i gotta oh go my <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we have to uh, say bye give us one final recommendation uh uh, uh buy the sukamoto uh arrow box set when it comes out may 26th or whatever you should do that it's wow, great. You had that on top of your head that was perfect i love it there you go. that's great yep. thank you love so it. much <laughs> Well, that's the yeah. show. We got to so many people waiting in the waiting room. We didn't get them late. I mean, I think we're still on the clock. I don't know if people are going to randomly join. We Should we wrap this up the only way we possibly could? No, I'm no. not sure. <laughs> oh, boy. No. No. Here's Jordan Hoffman. Great. Long day. <laughs> Jordan Hoffman. The only way that it could end. His, his head is currently between the men of the Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> <laughs> there they are. Those are all my pals. Oh, they are looking great. My roommates. <laughs> there are so many abs in that one screenshot. It's it is a lot of abs. Outrageous. Yeah. Well, you know, since it's the 300th episode, I decided I would take off my shirt. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, Jordan. Uh, you're down the street from me in Cannes right now, are you not? You know, it's funny. Um, yeah, we would have landed by now. We would have left oh, last yeah. night, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were. I got a. It's funny. I got a. Um, I, 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 I was making uh, some Sanka last night. And, and watching Gerzu Azala, we all know. As I was waiting for it to um, get a little, you know, to bring it into the other room, my phone, and it was my iCal saying, uh, 30 minutes from your flight from JFK. And it was like, no. And now you've been on the Zoom with us Yetzes for, uh, oh, for hours yeah. instead of being at Cannes eating much baguettes. Much better. Much better. How are things in the war room? Oh my God, we had such a fun show. People yeah. like, I mean, technically right now there's people who like 
are trying to call in and we put you on the line instead, but we got to end. So you got to end. But it was so nice. There were so many great people and they go called and I don't know. I had a great I think we're going to have to do this again. Yeah, I think (laughs) so too. I think considering the shelter in place situation, um, the war room needs to expand. (laughs) (laughs) I have anywhere else to be. I have a suggestion. question. You know, the, the, the world is a, is in a, a unique spot right now. The 300th episode is an important page. You maybe you want to turn it. Maybe it's time to start agreeing in the peace room. Mm. <laughs> I can't be star peace. I can't believe you star peace does. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, 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 the listeners and the fans and the critics. We have to reach across the aisle as fans. Yeah. I, I mean, the government's not going to do it. And, That's you right. know, the, the people need your leadership. I think it's time to rebrand this pod- podcast, Agreement in the Peace Room. Agreement in the Peace Room. <laughs> that just rings. That just is beautiful. But then David's going to show up and tell us our opinions are terrible and the war is going to start all over again. Well, yeah, this is just like when I busted up Israel and Palestine, just when they're <laughs> on the cusp of finally getting on. <laughs> and now they had to send in Jared Kushner to unmake my mess. Yeah, <sighs> well, that's tough. All right, how are things in movies? What's going we all on? Knew this episode well, no, we want to ask you. You're talking about Israel and Palestine. Yeah, no, wait, Patches, you're the moderator. What do we ask Jordan? I'm the moderator. Yeah, you've, you've been, been moderating. So Patches has Who's been uh, like had his internal like like radio DJ being like, "Hello, you're on the line." I know. I, I really summoned great. my inner Jordan Hoffman for this one. The that. um the the next big movie is Scoob, right? <laughs> next big movie scoob how did Jordan, scooby do and Jordan, what, what have you watched you know what's so interesting are do people watch movies on vod like these movies keep coming out on vod no. but who i mean i can understand families whose kids catch wind of scoob or trolls and they demand to see these movies for 20 bucks i don't i don't know why i mean people go to the movie theater and will pay 20 30 40 bucks for a bunch of tickets to see a new movie in theaters what's what's with vod why can't people no it's vod what's this is next week's segment three patches you're spoiling it it's not it's not gonna happen it's dead in the water let me tell you something pop off jordan uh for something like um you know trolls and scoob little kids flipping out yes you got to pacify the kids but for but for people that don't have you know young children Nobody is going to spend 19.99 on a movie to watch at home, a TV movie, when you could just wait a little while and see it on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Unless it's one of like five movies, it's a Star Wars, it's a Marvel, it's a one of those enormous things. I mean, or like Tenant, maybe. But like you know, no offense. Oh my God, Christopher Nolan would literally rather die. Yeah, no, I know that's a weird scenario. But like, I'm talking about for me as a like. You know, I buy media. I, you know, I, I get to see it for free. But let's say I don't. I would shell out. I'd probably spend on uh, Black Widow because Scarlett. You know, I like her, and you know, she's a frequent dinner companion of a <clears throat> a filmmaker. I'm very fond of. So. Oh no! Oh, okay. All right. All right. We're getting out of this. We're not talking about Woody Allen. We're not doing it. <laughs> That's my number one reason for supporting Black Widow. Is because Woody Allen. Because yes, yeah, because Scarlett Johansson's righteous. Because you're going to get this podcast. How did this end on such a sour <laughs> note? <laughs> a pleasant note. This is a true fighting in the world. Strategized to end <laughs> down in flames as the grand finale to really be the culmination of this wonderful and warm episode that we have, and it has spectacularly blown up in our faces. 
just like Starfleet Destroyer did off the planet of Galactic Nine in uh, Star Wars Seven: Return from Vishma. Yes, no, it's it's but all right. So so I mean, Black Widow, a Star Wars, blah blah blah. I could see that, but normal people are not going to spend twenty dollars on a movie today when you can wait a few months and get it on Amazon for three ninety nine. Nobody's going to do it. Nobody. Nope. Well, now that we've killed movies, movies. I've killed all movies. Who's going to do it, David? Would you do it? Or it depends what the, it depends what the movie is. I, I, I like. I bought a Ducktales season pass for twenty five dollars the other day. <laughs> That's not so, a movie. like, That's not a movie. What's like a regular movie? Like a um, you know, that's what's not a, a regular movie. What's a regular movie? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I hate to say it, but uh, you know, Capone. Nobody's going to spend. What are they charging for Capone? Probably twenty dollars. Seven happened in like December, like Little Women. I would have paid twenty bucks to see Little Women on VOD. Okay, that is you're the you're ding 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 strike. You know, center of the demo for that. Yeah, of course. And she's a great filmmaker, and yeah. it's Christmas time. It's not demographic. Oh boy, demo. <laughs> but if you, and December time, you would be home probably. You got the ants. You got everybody around. That one you'd spring for twenty dollars. But like, I don't know. Like, it's just like a what's uh you know I guess like Fast and Furious. Also, people will do because that's yeah. that, that's such a fan base. But like, you know, this Capone movie, it's kaput. It's not. I cannot believe how much we've talked about Capone <laughs> in this episode. I mean, Have you talked about Capone yet? It just keeps no. coming well, Capone, up. Capone drops in fifty-three minutes. <laughs> I mean, you know what's Do funny we... is um, I'm not going to. I'm not writing about Capone because who would now that Matt Patches has written that eleven thousand word epic? So, um, like, I wasn't going to ask for a free link because I felt bad because they're trying to make some money. It's like a low, it's vertical releasing or something. So I didn't write to the flack and ask for a link. And then now it's coming out tomorrow. It's like I'm not going to pay to see Capone. Like I'll I'll see it in four months. You know on when? Amazon. Ridiculous. Yes. All right. Well, Patches, no. do you want to close us out? I'm glad we could end on some griping. We could end <laughs> yeah. on shouting. Well, no, it's but what the audience let's... wants. It's oh. not like we're getting tweets from people wondering why they didn't get on the podcast for <laughs> two hours. I'm going to reel it back this in. Last positivity, slot. positivity, and then I'll shut up. Let, end us on a word of wisdom. Give us Here some hope. There's a lot of like darkness in the world, Jordan. Here's Can up. you give us some like yeah. light? Here's up. Here's up. There is a century plus of great cinema oh, right in front of our noses. And um, my my wife, who's right over there, and I, we have been having a good time uh, exploring uh, the Criterion Channel, which is something that we've had for a long time. And I'll admit, sometimes a month goes by and we don't look at it once. There's hundreds and hundreds of movies on that thing. And then there's, you know, Canopy and whatever. I mean, there's there are older films that even, you know, you know, younger people who only know Marvel movies would probably get a kick out of something like uh, Seven Samurai, right? If you're an MCU person and you've kind of heard of Seven Samurai but never seen it, you'd probably love it. And it's also like 100 hours long. So, it you know, occupy a lot of your night. And there's a lot of other examples like that. It's out there. And since you can't watch something new and you're not going to spend 20 bucks to see Capone, watch something a little older. David Ehrlich, you agree with that sentiment, right? I was just thinking someone literally had to pay me to see Capone. Uh, (laughs) I I do do not know if I would pay $20 to see it. 
uh, I don't know. I, I feel sometimes like critics can be so cut off from the, um, the, the mindset of what you choose to pay money for, whether it's in theaters or in VOD or what streaming services you subscribe to, because that's just not the, the metrics that we have to deal with. We have uh, no money to pay for anything else in our lives, but this is, is something that we are paid to do. So I don't really know if I'm... I feel like I'm going to take the positivity pass. Jordan, you're right. There's so much <laughs> available for people to stream yeah. right now. We've had some excellent recommendations from the people who called in on this show. We have uh, over 300 episodes of this podcast you could listen to, many of which featuring Jordan Hoffman uh, saying positive many. things about No, movies. let's be clear. Not many. <laughs> And as many as you him. as many as you want if you dig if deep you enough. you load those into your uh, iPhone and spin the roulette, uh, you are not going to get it. <laughs> and we'll do this again and we'll make a solemn promise to all of our listeners out there that we will not have Jordan Hoffman uh, <laughs> in the last the end of the show. We can, we can like cut some of us off just to make room for more people to call in. Um, yeah. Well, listen, no, I want to applaud you guys because, uh, listen, I'm going to let the listeners in on something. Being privy to the birth, the genesis of this show... Uh, and knowing you all intimately, to do 300 episodes is, and you know, and and now it used With to no be ads. used to all live in New York. Now only one of you lives in New York, so uh, two of you live in the New York metro area. But you know, I am making more people as fast as I can. Yeah. Off the <laughs> so it is, uh, it is a testament to your love of each other and your love of cinema that you have maintained this podcast for 300 episodes. And I, as a critic and a fan, salute you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jordan. That's the end of the show. There's no formal wrap. It's uh, we're winding down. I'm sorry if we didn't get to your call. I know that two hours was not enough time That's to crazy. get to everyone who who called in. And we were so uh, convinced that there was not going to be anyone calling. I know. I, I was uh, feeling anxiety all day that no one was going to show up. But no, uh, this was uh, instead. It was great and fun, and we have great listeners. We, we knew that we to, had great listeners. Yeah, we yeah we really do. If after Thank 300 episodes, is it time the quarter quails became about them? Finally, we try. It's finally time for the fans to have their quarter quills. Well, should we say goodbye? Should we do our Twitter stuff and everything? Nah. Well, we'll be back next week. Follow us on uh, FITWR and on our own. You know where to find us if you're listening to this. If you made it this far, you know where to find us. You made it. Normal episodes next week. Take us out, Charlie. We're done. Bum 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 bum. Now I'm done. I'm done. We're done.